Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinion have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe listen to our podcast. You give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's pick for John's birthday. Double T. Dun dun dun. Why do you do the dun dun dun? Why not? Why does it bother you? I don't know. <coughs> okay. 1997's Double T. This movie has a 4.7 on the IMDb's out of 10. <laughs> it has a 11% thermometer score, which is one of the lowest we've done. Mm-hmm. And a 25% audience score. Jack Frost was 12, I think. Wow. That's low. Really? No. <laughs> I was say, I thought it was like six. Yeah, Jack, <laughs> Jack Frost, I think, is the lowest we've done. I don't oh. know. What was Jason X? Zero. <laughs> Jason, Rough. make that me so angry. <laughs> you love that movie. That was a fun podcast. I love that I episode. I love that episode. That's good. If you haven't heard an episode on Jason X, you should give it a listen because it's bang on point, people. <laughs> bang on point. I almost murdered Tony at the end. <laughs> when, when you, that was when you made your own movie. Yep. So I could have yay that movie. <laughs> so Who watched that movie? He yayed Jack Frost and nayed Jason X. Jack Frost, That's right. 7%, despite my attempts to raise it to 8. <laughs> <laughs> you might have raised it to 7 from the 6. But 74% of Google users like Jack Frost. <laughs> so do they know that sure they're they reviewing... Do. Jack Frost, Mutant Killer Snowman. I mean, I assume because there's a giant Mutant Killer Snowman Jack picture. Frost, the what, Michael Keaton? The Michael Keaton movie, which I've heard is well, also bad, but I've never seen sometimes it. Sometimes it's, it's interesting it's to see. It's got a snowboarding snowman. <laughs> like, it tells you, it's interesting sometimes because it tells you the percentage of people who have rated it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the rating is out of, you know, 47,000, and sometimes it's like 11. <laughs> Jason X is 19%. Okay, wow, that's too high. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye. Well, back to Double Team. You know, it had a budget of 30 million, Mm -hmm. very modest. It grossed worldwide 36.7, and in the U.S., it grossed (laughs) 11.4. I saw it. I saw it. I did not. (laughs) Pretty, pretty bad. What day did this come out? Was this the movie that came out on my birthday? Um, I don't know. It just came out in 97. But after this came out, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was scheduled to do an action movie called Abominable, where he, that took place. That was April. Oh, I can't remember what the synopsis of that movie was. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, um, Predator in the Snow, which oh. was described as Predator in the Snow. Mm-hmm. But that because this exists. movie did so bad... That movie was canceled. <laughs> I like this movie a little less now. Because we could have got Abominable. Snow Predator? Yeah, right? Oh, man. It sounds fantastic, doesn't it? It very much does. So, this movie... Why didn't they just cast somebody else? It could have happened in Snowmington. You know, where yeah. Jack Frost took off. <laughs> this, uh... Could have had a shared universe with Jack Frost. It would have been awesome. Oh, shit. This movie was directed by Hark Tsitsu. I know I said that wrong. Big time, I'm sorry. Uh, Hong Kong. He... Is very famous um, director. 
He's credited with starting a new wave of Hong Kong cinema and um, is considered a master of the kung fu action movie. Um, this Double Team is his first English-speaking film. It shows. And his most famous film is Once Upon a Time in China. It shows. That's um, Jet, Li, Jet Li starred in that. It's really good, apparently. <laughs> it's amazing balls. Apparently. It's Better than Once Upon a Time in America. But like Better than Once Upon a Time in Mexico. It's very Better already. than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know about that last one. I haven't seen it. This <laughs> is written by... Um, there's two writing credits. The first guy is Don Jacoby, and he also did the screenplay for Evolution, which pre well, Mac podcast. Mm-hmm. Vampires and Arachnophobia. Vampires? Vampires. John Carpenter's vampires? It wasn't John Apparently Carpenter. Apparently so. Didn't John Carpenter write that? I, well. I don't know. It just says vampires. <laughs> and Maybe then one wrote the story, one did the screenplay. And he did the... He wrote the original spec screenplay, which was set on an island off the coast of Greece that serves as a safe haven for CIA agents whose cover is blown and is centered on a man escaping the island in order to seek vengeance on his arch enemy. Then there was extensive rewrites Uh, by a gentleman named Paul Monez, and um, the changes... There's tons of changes made. But the original script sounds way Such better. Such as Dennis Rodman. <laughs> but the second gentleman, Paul Monet, he also did the screenplay for a little movie called The Quest. Well, that's a great flick. He also was an actor in an upcoming movie, I'm sure, Streets of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Writer slash actor. You may see that again. You, you may come you back. You may hear those three little words. This movie is starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, JCVD himself. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the podcast. As Mr. Was, well, I was going to give the movies that he's been on our podcast. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. He was on Bloodsport. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he did Kickboxer. Well, Kickboxer Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And that's all we've done with it. And uh, he plays the character of Jacqueline. Uh, he's also, if you haven't seen it, Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Watch that fucking shit. It's amazing. Dude, that shit gets... I'm surprised they haven't done a season two on that. But it gets it starts off weird and gets weirder. Mm-hmm. Let's like, watch that show. It's what? wonderful. <laughs> then, I, there's a clone in Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's all you need to hear. Okay. okay. Just wait for it. All right. Um, it also stars Dennis Rodman as the character of Yaz, who we all know as Dennis uh, Rosman. <laughs> I was going to say. Dennis Rodman. I know and him Yaz as is, Dennis um, Rodman. From basketball. And Yaz we also know as... Um, um, that's for a band. No, it's that's a isn't situation. That a function yes, band? I thought it was a birth control. <laughs> it is a birth control, <laughs> but it's also a band that sings the song "Situation." <laughs> I have it on my. It's, it's a, I have it on song on my i on my uh, iTunes. Yeah, my <laughs> iTunes. It's one I've purchased. Right. It's that good. So uh, this and then uh, it stars Mickey Rourke as Stavros, our bad guy. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast again. How are the Davidson and the Marlboro Man? And the Expendables. I don't know why I said it like Mickey that. Mickey Rourke is also, as we previously mentioned, in Iron Man Two, and also we haven't done in a movie. In a movie called Bullet, which John used to own on VHS. I did too. Tupac. I loved that movie (laughs) when I was younger. Yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, like when you grow up, you're like, like, this "This kind of sucks. But it's got the guy, um, Wild Bill from Hannibal. From uh, Lambs. And he kills Tupac and goes paybacks. That's awesome. And then also, we have Paul Friedman as Goldsmith, and he. Was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. He's Belloc. Belloc. They Which call him Beloche. We watched this movie last night. And then while I was trying to write my notes after it, Tony turned that on so he could see him in that movie. He's Belloc. 
He's also in I Hot Fuzz. Like, this isn't helping me remember a favorite yeah. line. Who knows? In a hundred years, He's even you will be worth something. <laughs> that line's awesome. Anyway. Fantastic. Tertiary bad guy in Indiana Jones. Yeah, I only see him as Indiana Jones, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's great. What did you think going in, Carly? Ooh. I thought um, <clears throat> Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. What could go wrong? <laughs> I don't know what to expect, but it'll be a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I'm sure. Tony. I was like, uh, I don't remember this movie, but I know it has Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman, Mickey Rourke, and a tiger fighting in it. <laughs> so let's watch this again. Okay, that's true. John? I thought this is the movie with all the Coke machines and stuff, right? Like every every other scene, there's either a can of Coke or a Coke this machine. Is, we'll get to that. This is the first movie. Carly's going to hate this. <laughs> this is the first movie where Coke was used for product, paid for product placement. Really? Yeah, and I bet it this was the is last. the first movie where Coke paid for okay. product placement. Okay, I was like, this can't be the first movie Coke's been in. No, I'm but sure. This they, when they first but this is when they it. started doing. Oh my God, did they get their co- money's worth? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I really thought they that get saved from an explosion by some Coke movie. machines. This is this is important. This is the first instance we, we of Coke that product Coke machines are indestructible. <laughs> some, of that, some of that thirty billion, it came from Coke. <laughs> some of that and some from of that, soda. <laughs> the re- I was also going to say the reason it only made 11 million Coke <laughs> but, a different Pepsi. Kind, but a different kind if it was Pepsi it would have done so much better oh. <laughs> alright make seven up yours <laughs> what'd you think going in John did we talk to you I yeah know. I said I thought Carl would hate this oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was what a lot is of the matter with me <laughs> and I, thought that it- I just can't keep track of who said what alright sniff more you blue you want to know what Joe's poop says no Not i don't really. actually no <laughs> will's calling i will will probably dog thinks trash. it's dog trash <laughs> well joe's it's actually joe's underscore poop uh, says wow be confused i think van damme outdid himself on this one before you watch this movie you have to prepare yourself for a non-stop action i mean non-stop rodman even has a couple of good one-liners but not as good as van damme this movie is probably one of the most entertaining masterpieces that a- that the action genre has ever seen. Did he yes, he that? did. Wow. When, did when she started that review and said he outdid himself, I thought she was going to say it in a bad way. I thought this was going to be the bad way. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, this man purposely well, picked his name to be There's poop. one more brilli- <laughs> a brilliant storyline and Van Damme... Oh, I'm sorry. And Van Damme good action are what really bring this movie together. The action scenes are like watching Michelangelo's David take shape, and all you can do is stand in awe at its beauty. Wow. It's crazy. 10 out of 10 stars. I have no words. Yeah, that's uh, fascinating stuff, Mr. Poop. All right. Yeah, way to go. Uh, You're the shit. Yeah. Changing Shades, on the other hand, says, Holy Mother of God, what a bad movie. (laughs) I don't mean like Mystery Size Theater 3000, Changing Shades. Changing Shades. I don't don't mean like Mystery Size Theater 3000 movies were bad. I mean bad like you can imagine Hitler was bad. Damn. Crazy, stupid, evil, and probably the result of a parent contracting syphilis. In fact, I'm pretty sure I would much rather contract syphilis than watch Strike That suffer through this movie again. Ouch. Have you ever seen an act of cruelty so unthinking and mindless that you wonder how anyone would ever let this happen? I feel Double Team would fall into that category. Damn. 
Don't let him watch Hellbenders. <laughs> please, please do not see this movie. If it comes on to your television, burn your television and say a prayer. You'll never be subjected to this I wonder movie. what this guy's review of Simon Says is. Simon Says I don't is know, a Dennis Robin movie where he pretty much plays the same character. And then there's three, like, spaces. Like, it go like, lines down. And then there's this. It says... Still not as bad as Hudson Hawk. What? <laughs> Yo, fuck this guy. Which I'm really interested to read this guy's review of Hudson Hawk. I'm not, because he's a traitor and a communist. <laughs> Hudson Hawk is amazing. <laughs> it was really funny because when I was reading reviews, there was a couple of 10-star reviews that were um, people bitching about this movie and a couple of one-star reviews that started off about how much they loved it. And it was really confusing. People were really weird about that. So I almost picked one of those just because yeah. it would be funny to read all the terrible things about this. Like ten one star, <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, yes, people exactly. Did not understand. But then they go on to say all the things wrong with it and give it one star. But I was like, that you don't make sense. No. You've had too much Coke product placement. One star. That's that's a. It's got to be pretty bad. It's well, be this guy thinks it's X. as bad as Hitler. Yeah. But still, <laughs> I mean, did anybody see this fall off? No. Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk was not that bad. No. I've seen Hudson Hawk. I don't mind it. I've never heard of it. I'm not. I'm, no one had any other thought. <laughs> You'll see it eventually. Maybe. Not this year. No. Maybe next year. Mm. Every year. <laughs> it could have made its money back. Action's a big job. I don't think so. Hudson Hawk? Oh, yeah, it was a, definitely a flop, but I don't, right. I'm don't. i just not going to take any time soon. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about this flop, act- but cult classic that wormed its way into everyone's heart. <laughs> not everyone. Double T. <laughs> <laughs> not Der Fuhrer over there. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, yeah, yeah, fuck Hitler, too. Hey, you know, the bear Jew killed him. That's what I hear. All right, so this movie starts off with the voiceover telling us um, about Jack Quinn's final mission and that it's to retrieve a shipment of plutonium stolen from a a base in Croatia suspectedly by Stavros, his arch nemesis. Dum, dum, dum. It's his final mission, and if he makes it in 14 hours, then he... He wins the prize. Then his resignation is final. This is a really weird line He's got to wait another week. I I don't know. I was very upset they didn't have Snowman playing Eastbound Down. (laughs) (laughs) This opening scene was odd and didn't need to be in the movie for me. Yeah, it completely could have been. But I was very confused. Like, I didn't necessarily get that he was escaping that base with the plutonium. I was like, why is he destroying things and running away? They're not going to let him retire. Because <laughs> um, you see him, he sneaks into a hangar, and then he gets in this vehicle. With turbochargers. Super all-terrain vehicle. Yes, which apparently is full of the plutonium. You have to assume, because we never see the plutonium. No. And, and then he loses like, half of the plutonium. <laughs> yeah, he loses half the vehicle, so where is the plutonium? There's no signs on it that nope. say radiation nope. warning or anything like that. This scene, but, they, they didn't need to do. They could have just started with him having retired. But this scene us. is. Right. <laughs> so he's in some... Jack Quinn recently retired. Yeah. We could have been at the retirement ceremony. I don't care. They could have seen a million dollars right there. <laughs> Look. Blowing coke money right there. As they say in the Princess Bride, it's too long. Let me sum up. <laughs> we blow up... We burst out of a garage. Yes. We blow up a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. We get shot at. Mm-hmm. There's a tank. Mm-hmm. I drive off a cliff uh-huh. through a stream... 
jump over a train. Well, he probably went through the train. Mostly. Oh, my God. When he, I, I was like, if like, he had made that plutonium? jump over the train, he jumped over I would have turned this movie off. Yeah. <laughs> mostly, mostly. And he escapes. Um, but that train car also was made of wood. I thought that was convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, um, you shouldn't do, well, first of all, yeah, I don't know, whatever, but, but you shouldn't be doing that with plutonium because if that, any of that ruptures, you have a plutonium spill and that's bad. I don't like, know. Like, you're going to grow another eye. Maybe man. the plutonium is in a briefcase next to it. <laughs> we don't see this plutonium. Because of, he apparently be funny. got... He's like, got the plutonium, and it's like a little thing. That's a fuel truck. It doesn't take a lot. But, I mean, he must have gotten all the plutonium back, because next we know it's three years later in the south of France. <laughs> he retires. This is going to be my shortest episode ever. <laughs> well, it's not a very long movie. Much like when you did that movie with Clive Owen... It's just shoot him up. Yeah, shoot him up. It's like, all right, it's just action. More yeah. shooting. It's just, it's just too hard to describe that. Yeah, we're, like, we're about thirty minutes into the yeah. podcast. <laughs> this script is four pages. <laughs> it says C stunt team. <laughs> but it's uh, three years later. We're in the south of France, and we see Quinn, and he's with his pregnant wife, mm-hmm. and they're it's Christina. <laughs> it's Christina. Catherine. It's Catherine. And they're what are you deaf or stupid? She's some kind of artist. She makes sculptures that don't look like cows or swans. And she always reminded me of the Tess character from Highlander, mm-hmm. who did the exact same thing, and looked almost exactly like her, with down to the fucking accent. Because Highlander was out right around this time. Tony, back me up on this. Uh, yep. but same guy. I mean, Heather almost. was Scottish. This woman is French. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Those are two different countries and very different accents. However, it was Highlander, so she might have been a Frenchman or a French lady impersonating us. This is Highlander. But enter, but they're about to get it on in the pool. Yeah, they when are. When a CIA stooge Look, from his old job comes up. And fuck this guy. This guy's got mud all over his shoes. First yeah. thing he does is stick his muddy ass fucking handkerchief in his pool. It's like. Um, yeah. And you're gonna and ask then, me to do something, and cleans off like three centimeters of the fucking mud that's covering his shoes. Like, what the fuck is the point? Yeah, I thought it was Jason Voorhees for a second. He had so much mud on his shoes. <laughs> and then he makes a reference about how much they come through the back door. I'm like, are they talking about butt sex? In the first no. nine minutes of this movie, there's three butt jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Tony it down. Was like, I was like, hold on, how many we butt jokes do we need? <laughs> I don't see that JCVD is using the back door because his wife is clearly pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just saying. Oh. But, uh, but the CIA guy uses they want, the back door. <laughs> they want him to get. They want Jack to get back in the game. I love how they refer to it as the game because it's Dennis Rodman in basketball. Yes. Now uh, I have a theory. Bob Rose is back. I have a theory. Carla, did you get all the basketball references? I got quite a few of them. There the, were a lot. Did you go to the Dennis Rodman references? No, probably so. not. <laughs> because there was a lot of very specific um, things they put in there for Dennis Rodman because of the time that you know he was. A big character, if you will. I was like, Carly's probably not going to get that. No. Carly's not going to get that. But he tells Quinn that Stavros is back and that they need to take him alive. And so they need Jack to catch him because he's the only one that knows Stavros inside and out. I hate that trope. You're the only one that can do this. You must come out of retirement. It's like... Really? Then you guys have done a well, shitty job. And by the way, just wait he's a shitty pick. person <laughs> for not sharing that information. Just wait for Tony's pick for the... Uh... For the, you're the only one that can do that. I know, the only one that can do is like, really? Well, then you're a shitty there person. There may not be any characters between my movie and Tony's movie, but there's definitely a trope. 
After that, we're doing Commando. <laughs> <laughs> I might pick that. <laughs> That's okay. Then we're doing Predator. <laughs> then we're doing all the movies where the guy retires and you have to come back. Because you're the only one. Yeah. Some, some damn fool told him you were the best. I do really love Commando. <laughs> it was almost worse than ridiculous. Of Rambo. Are you changing fun. your movie again right no, now? No, I think that's underappreciated. You, if you do Commander, do Predator. <laughs> well, Predator, I'd have to do as a birthday pick. Right, right, right. But Which yeah. you still could do because you still are up next. Right. Anyway, so, so stand by for that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack doesn't really say whether he's going to do it or not. And then we go to Rome and we see CIA stooge um, gets kidnapped by Stavros. Yeah. Who thanks him for getting Quinn back in the game? So I guess Quinn's back in Although the game. He just got off the phone and was like, "I don't know if he's coming back, but we're if he doesn't, we'll B. go to Plan B." Yeah. But we never find out what Plan B is because Stavros kidnaps him and then blows him up. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a bit high. <laughs> I don't know if that's what CIA Stooge deserved. Maybe it's very interesting. <laughs> So I, I just looked up Commando. I was like, maybe I can do Commando. 70% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> on a $10 million budget. It made $57.5 million. I don't know. Nope. Well, the- that's a birthday pick. You have to pick it for your birthday. <laughs> that's a great movie, though. Okay. Shit. Now we're in Antwerp. Belgium. Yep. We see a wild... And no one sounds like fucking Van Damme. They're all walking around. None of them sound like Van no. Damme. He's from fucking Belgium. <laughs> just saying. He's the only one that sounds like he belonged. <laughs> But we do see a wild jumping club scene. Yeah. Oh. This club is bananas. Yes. The There's like scuba dancers. And There's bikers. There's drag Like queens. how long do they have to sit in that tank? It's a weird like BDSM club. I thought Han and Chewie were in one of the stalls. <laughs> Han shot first. Yeah. It's very interesting. It is weird. It's very weird. Quinn is there. Like they've made some fashion choices. Well, the, weird th- the weirdest thing is that Quinn goes in the club and then instantly thinks of his wife. Because when I look at weird scuba diving dancers, <laughs> I instantly think of that tender moment I had with my wife where she was afraid of me going back to work and me saying, it's no big deal, and then we have the hot sex. Because <laughs> scuba divers. Because that's what happened. You know what that means? Made sense Somebody maybe went down. if they had been in the pool when they down had that, that discussion, but they weren't. But <laughs> this is just a flashback to show us that Jean-Claude gets down. <laughs> With his wife. Which they don't really even show the sex scene. It's just the impression you get that she's nervous for him. He loves her. They bone. <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, around this part time in, in Van Damme's career, he was on a lot of cocaine. Maybe. I'm not talking about the... The soda? Mm. Like mm-hmm. he was on the book. Well, show. no, because cocaine and coke are, like, you clearly said cocaine, not coke. <laughs> I don't think you need to clarify that. He was that. on the book of sugar. If, right. if you ever get the chance, friends, you need to watch this. It's a mini series. It's, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's John Claude Van Damme's Life. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh. It's him, you know, years, years, years later. And he's doing B movies and he really likes it. And you see, he breaks down a bunch of times. It's oh. awesome. <laughs> Okay. All right. So uh, he snaps <laughs> out of his flashback, shakes off, shakes it off, and uh, I'm looking for yes. He's looking for yes. And then who do we see? Yes. Dennis Rodman getting a tattoo. Who's getting a tattoo on his stomach? Sure. And oh, I I don't know why, but like he's and the tattoo artist like slips and he goes, ooh, I bet that hurt. And he goes, 
Uh, and then he goes over. He's like, like not as much like, as these. These hurt, and he put his tongue, and then he says his tongue yeah. got tattooed. That nerves hurt. hurt. But he's like, but I kind of like this one. His belly button ring. It's yeah. like, okay, we get it. We get it. He's, he's got, got a lot, a lot of tattoos and piercings. Well, but, I mean, he's Dennis Rodman. That was his thing. But I never liked that scene. Van Damme says, "Who are you?" And uh, he says, "I'm the man." <laughs> and like, he goes, "You?" And then the man says, "I hope you don't judge a person by the way they look." <laughs> I hate that. Which everybody hates that. <laughs> it's an interesting, but Maybe people not were really, really good-looking people. <laughs> <laughs> Is this when he says, "Who they does your hair, like Siegfried or yes, Roy?" Yes, he does. He says, "Who does your hair, Siegfried and Roy?" And then Dennis Rodman says, "The last guy who made fun of my hair is still trying to pull his head out of his ass." And then that Van Dam goes, three. I don't want to know about your sex life." <laughs> that was th- joke number three under ten minutes. <laughs> but uh, then, yes, yes, takes him into his. Armory. And is it anybody else says, noticed that there's pictures of Xena on the walls? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, she was real big. Van Dam says offense wins the glory. And but defense wins the game. game. Oh. Basketball mm-hmm. reference because he was yeah. a big defensive player. Mm-hmm. Would, uh, I do believe the year this came out, he led this, the league in rebounds. Mm-hmm. Well, six seven, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in a sport where most guys play no, no, in there but, are six seven. <laughs> but it's the armory. He's got all these cool toys. Mm-hmm. Shit ton of stuff. He's got exploding earrings. Yep. <laughs> Which I'm guessing he's an arms dealer. Yeah. Yes. He's not a he's fighter. He's got to be an arms dealer. Because you don't want to be a fighter, and I imagine, and have your face pierced all right. over. No. <laughs> he's definitely an arms dealer. He makes multiple references cool. on how he's, he doesn't... He doesn't sell the bad guys. He's anymore. defense. He's not offense. Right, right, right. He only, Which is cool. I like it. And him. he only sells to the good guys. He's got shit there that's so new, he doesn't even know he has it. All right, and then uh, so Quinn buys a bunch of crap and then goes to meet his Delta team. This I'd is rather, when uh, Quinn, is this the point where Quinn accidentally pulls the pin on the... Yes. Yeah, yeah. on the earring, and he's and, like, you open that? <laughs> and then he says, if you break it, you buy it. You yeah. buy it. He just throws it into a back room and it blows up. He's fire in the hole. <laughs> and he goes to the Delta team. I always wanted to be an Alpha team because an Alpha team, we all know, an A team is so much better. <laughs> okay. So he goes to meet his Delta team, <laughs> like, All right. and they're a bunch of people, and, <laughs> and he want, all he cares about is who's his eye. No, no, no. This guy meets no, no. him like once. So, so they walk in like, all right, guys, this is Delta One. Forget you've ever seen him. It's like, well, we have to work with him for the next few months yeah. or, or the next week or so, so I probably want to remember what he looks like. But That's all the dumbest cares, line ever. All he cares about is who's the sniper. Which one is my dead eye? <laughs> yeah, his dead eye. And it's the chick. And it's the chick. And she's got a weird tattoo. Yeah. That, that saying, because I don't know about you guys, but I knew a bunch of people who had that tattoo, and I never understood why. What is the tattoo? It's a panther it. with the claw marks with like his claw marks. Yeah. She has it because that's a popular fake tattoo for movies. <laughs> because it's a, it's a pattern that all the movie, a friend of mine used to do tattoos for movies, uh-huh. and it's just the easy one that everyone can do. So. Interesting. My dad has a panther, but I don't know if it has the claws. Yeah. I know I like three people with that same tattoo, yeah. and I was like, why? He's had it my whole life. But she has a great <laughs> line here. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. You know the line where he... He's no. like, can so, you handle this or can you work yeah, this gun? Yeah, he throws the gun across the table like he kicks it at her and goes, and you know how to use it? She puts it together and goes, with this, I got to shoot the dick off a hummingbird. Oh. Which she is, does. it's a long-range sniper trank gun. Yes. Mm-hmm. He Amazing. says it's been refitted for tranks. Mm-hmm. Because they have to shoot at 200 yards. Could you hit a man yeah. at 200 yards? That's what she says. But this With a train gun. Oh, which is a great line. Like, I but love that line. <laughs> their, their informant, who is just a dude in a chair Smoking in the cigarettes. dark, 
looks very. This is the most cliche informant ever. We never see his face. We never talk to him. He's just in shadow, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it's why this movie is great. Um, but Stavros is going to be at an amusement park. All right, so they get their plan together, and they're going to go, and they're going to catch Star- Stavros. When, when do we talk about the darts? Because I want to talk about Okay, darts. let's talk Look, about the darts. Would kill, one let's, would kill a man, two would kill a rhino. No, 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 <laughs> one, two will knock out a man, three will kill, will kill a rhino. That's a hell of a gap. <laughs> it says two will kill a man. One will three knock will him out, two will rhino. Rhino. One one knock two, out a man. Two average kill. man, what, two, 220? I think they said two we'll might kill him. Rhino, three will kill two, a rhino. Two tons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one extra dog yeah. will kill a rhino. I don't know what's in these tranks, but... <laughs> But that's a hell of they're shit. They're just it's look. If once you get him, you got him. You don't need to shoot yeah. him multiple times. I mean, I guess they're they compound like exponentially. Well, yeah. Look, <laughs> like you, one dart is a little but, bit okay, and then they they go. Yes. Look, in all kinds of Retro- military, police, special forces, they're trained to the double tap. You you shoot until the clip is empty, not until the target is dead. Not until the clip is empty. First of all, it's a magazine, not a clip. Second. <laughs> Um, you shoot until the threat is no longer there. But normally they would keep shooting multiple bullets. Not a sniper. And they're telling, and, not, not and this is, I think this is a warning, not your usual shooting method because one and done, sister. But it, well, no, it's a tranquil sniper. Um, first of all, snipers don't. Snipers, <laughs> That's terrible. Snipers get one shot. It's one shot, one kill because you're pretty far fucking away. And mm-hmm. after you shoot, usually there's a bit of a recoil. You have mm-hmm. to come back on target, and that's a hard shot. So you don't just pop, 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 because bad. Yeah. And from that far and away, those bullets will go very far apart. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, no. Okay, let's go to the amusement park. She said clip. Would you like to know just between a magazine and a clip? No. Okay. <laughs> don't care. I'm going to I find the less details I know, the more I enjoy movies. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> don't no, ruin the magic. Help. Look, it's one of those things. Like, you know how you like to watch those behind the scenes, how they do the magic tricks things? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch those Aww. because I enjoy being tricked mm-hmm. in that sense. Nice. I don't want to know the method behind the magic. I enjoy the magic. Don't take away my magic. Mm-hmm. So don't bring up the long-range machine gun that they have. <laughs> they look. That thing is amazing. It is quite amazing that it's a short barrel machine gun that they use for sniping. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> They don't understand how rifle <laughs> They don't understand guns. They're just like, hey, use this gun. Snipe with it. What? This is a pistol. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Aren't you the... the, the, the I'm not the gun in, guy, right? I'm the, the knife gun guy. guy's off today. Here, throw this knife at him. Oh, 600 okay. yards. Like, so, Lee Christmas is out there like, I can make that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tool's like, dream he could beat me. <laughs> Are you, you want some of this coffee? So, oh. no. we're at the amusement park. Mm. They're looking for Stavros. They're all set up. One of them's dressed like a creepy-ass clown. Um, Quinn senses something. His spidey senses are tingling. That's Peter Tingle. His Peter Peter Tingles. tingles. His Peter Tingles happens. (laughs) And one of the Delta team spots Stavros. Anybody else getting a face-off vibe? (laughs) A little bit. Face-off vibe. Which is a much better movie. (laughs) Well, yes, but there's the carnival, the kids. Yeah. Yep. This was before Face Off, though. You know what? Was it? Was it? Wait, what year no. was Face Off? Oh, was shit. Face Off 95? Face Off was a ripoff of Double Team? I don't think so. That I thought... Bastard. Maybe. Let's see. Uh, I'm... Maybe this one scene. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. They came out the same year. Oh, shit. Really? Both like, 97. It's like... Yes, uh, but what month? Armageddon. I don't know. How do I find out that information? Well, I know this came out... Uh, double Team came out in April... 
Which uh, definitely didn't come out. This came out in June. Face all came out in June. Damn. Oh man. There is no way that one got this from the other because they're so close. This is what this we call is, a happy accident. This is assuming a real, they were filmed this the same time. They could right. have sat on a shelf. This is a real Sometimes deep impact um, Armageddon. Armageddon situation right or here. Volcano, volcano San Elmo's Dante's Dante's Peak, yeah, whatever. It's San Elmo's Fire. Did you say San Elmo's? I don't know what the fuck. He said Dante's Peak and San Elmo's Fire. What was the fucking team? Volcano and Dante's. You haven't seen Dante's Peak? No. You haven't seen St. Elmo's Fire? Yes. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I mean, I don't use And we did one of them on the podcast. I did Volcano. Maybe I should do Dante's Peak. You don't have to. No, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no one's forcing you. Let's get back to this. Okay, so. Any more bad ideas? Stavros is spotted, but Quinn, he's like, it's too easy. It's not him. Mm-hmm. So Where's the driver? Find the driver. Find no, the driver. Stavros is a lefty. Nobody else would fucking know that. All right, look, I understand this guy's supposed to know more about Stavros than anybody else, but no one else knew this guy was a fucking lefty? <laughs> I mean, that should be common knowledge. Yeah. Every time you shoot somebody, gun's in the left hand. Mm-hmm. You still should have been in the debrief. In the brief. Yeah, that should have been the debrief. Hey, by the way, Stavros, lefty. Yeah. Um, he's an Aquarius. You would think he enjoys long walks on the beach him. and torturing motherfuckers. <laughs> but Quinn spots him. He's meeting someone. It's a woman in a giant fucking parka. It might be a bull. That parka was so big, big that a teenage girl could sneak out of the house with it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she, this is the weirdest thing. She lifts up the parka and out of it comes a kid as if she's giving birth to a six-year-old. Like he's been just walking under the parka not being able to <laughs> or see. Like or like wrapped around her waist like a monkey. <laughs> like what the hell? It's bizarre. Was there some sort of harness under there? It is kind of weird. It's a very... Kangaroo pouch. I mean, obviously, she's sneaking She's a marsupial. <laughs> but, you know, this is his son, apparently. Although this kid does not look anything like nope. that lady or Mickey Rourke. Nope. <laughs> Whatever, don't judge. But... They're, you know, they're He's like... Do you that would have the meeting, like, at a safe house? Why we're at a carnival? But <laughs> she's got... But the sniper has a clear shot. And she's like, do I go? Do I go? I got a shot. But JCBD is distracted by this kid and the fact that Stavros has a kid and has this... And you know, like, his, I can't shoot him in front of the kid. kid my You know, this is real. My, my wife is pregnant yeah. with a baby. This is, I, like, I don't know what to do. It's a real face-off yes. moment. You're yes. so right. This is why they should have hired Barney Ross for this job. <laughs> and then Stavros... Warning shot! Season. They lock eyes from across the amusement park. They lock eyes from. How in the hell did he see him? Stavros. Well, we'll get to that. He's and got then, well, some he, he did describe Stavros as he's like a snake. If you see him, in the, if you look him in the eyes, he'll get you in the back. I'm like, what snakes do you fucking come across? <laughs> if you're looking at a snake in the eyes, how is he going to get you behind you? But maybe he's got heat vision because he spots JCVD. And then he Scott, attacks. He, oh, he's the predator. <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. And there's a new top shot. Yes. Somebody shoots that sniper. Oh, Mickey Rourke. No, Mickey Rourke <laughs> shorts it with an automatic fucking Pistol. handgun through the fucking uh, Lens. Telescope. Yeah. The telescope. In two seconds. Scope. It's scope. bananas. Goes, I see her. Bam. Shoots One her through shot. the fucking telescope into her head. And you're like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dennis Hopper was like, all right. <laughs> and it's a machine a machine pistol. So it's not like a bunch of accuracy with the aim on it. It's Martin just like Riggs spray. was in Laos yeah. and was like, there's no way I can make that shot. Nobody. <laughs> no man on earth could have made that shot. But Jason's was, Jason was like, which means he couldn't make it either. <laughs> the Cougar's like, I would need some time to set that up. <laughs> the Cougar's like, 
I need to learn from this dude. <laughs> yeah. So the new best shot ever, Nikki Warwick and double team. team. Oh, it was that pretty pretty cool. As soon as it happened, weird. I was like, holy fuck. Like, him being able to see her was is amazing. <laughs> Shooting the gun at her and hitting her, amazing. Hitting her through the fucking scope in the eyeball. With a machine pistol? Wow. That's amazing balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. See what you did? <laughs> oh, nice shot. <laughs> Even the Marlboro Man couldn't make that shot. <laughs> I'm just writing down that it's our top shot. So, <laughs> I don't shot. know why. You're, okay, so it goes when the, we it goes in the list. Yeah. So that you know, eventually when we do another list, I can remember. All right, so the woman dies, and Stavros grabs his son, and there he's got holding a fucking kid, and I don't even know if most of these agents know that's his kid. Doesn't this matter. could this could be a fucking hostage, but they're fucking spraying him mm-hmm. and. Innocent, like, the collateral damage here is crazy. Yeah. So they're shooting at, doesn't matter whose kid it is, there's a kid. You can't shoot at a kid. He no. climbs through a ride and over the top, and they're still shooting at him. There's people on this yeah. ride. Those bullets are going somewhere. Yes. And he manages to escape and run into a hospital. Which you don't know it's a hospital Looks like first. it's abandoned. Yes. At first it's like an abandoned building. Yeah. But no, it turns out to be... The neonatal unit of a hospital. Where are the nurses watching these babies? I did have one thing at the carnival. All right. JCVD is chasing him. And Mm -hmm. at one point, he runs up a slide. Yes. The people are sliding down. And I said, what the fuck is the matter with these people? Guns are a shoot. Bullets are a flying. But you're still going down slightly. They waited in line for an hour. I said, the people who are trapped on those rides because the carnies disappeared, I get that. They're stuck. They're not getting off those rides. There's nothing they can do. But why are you voluntarily going down a slide in the middle of a gunfight? You you didn't mention when Van Damme was on top of uh, like a counter and slipped on a Coke can. Yes, it was yeah. a cocaine. And then kicked a dude. Yeah, he like breakdance fighting. Because I was like, damn, he's he's like good. There was too much action. You can't look at everything. I uh-huh. just, I, look, I didn't then, stop. I just kept writing and when, going. When then he ran up that slide, I was like, what is wrong with those people? Then there's also some kind of weird proto-matrix thing that they're doing. Like, there'll where be scenes down, where yeah. it slows and, like, there'll be a focus camera but on But they only people. do it for this scene. Yeah, like, they, they must do it a couple been, times. They must have forgot that they were doing it halfway through the look, movie. Yeah. It was like, ah, fuck. So, look, they didn't... This was only going to be a $25 million movie. And then Coke <laughs> gave them that $5 billion. And they were able to squeeze that really cool stuff into like, two scenes. There's this new thing. It's called CGI. You want to try it? <laughs> Something. Anyway, they end up so at a hospital. They run in the so now Mickey Ward gets there. I did not realize it was a hospital. All right, I guess he attacks the one guy, but he like he punches through and knocks the guy out so hard that he goes through the glass on the other side. And sure. then, he, then breaks. he breaks the windows for no oh, reason. Yes. Them. He kicks one with sneakers. Yeah. Which I don't know if you're aware of this, but are made of fucking rubber yeah, that, that has a lot of give. I'm aware. <laughs> so he kicked through it. Yeah. Okay. Pretty amazing. Just wanted to break all the glass. Why? Do we, uh, did he already drop? Yes. He already let the kid go. Because yeah. the kid is kid he, I don't ch- know Oh, I'm sorry. Now, I, I did not. Dead. His son was shot. Yeah. <laughs> One of the bullets shooting Mickey Rourke hit his son, and his son died. And many and that's other when children, but we don't get to that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was too. And many other bystanders. Some, some. There's my yes. dad. Like, his kid's not still with him. No, no, no. Right. You're right. His this son died. This will be dies. the uh, Carnival Day Massacre for many years to come. Yes. Like Thanos watched this and said, "Wow." <laughs> but um, it's a lot of people. Yeah, it was half. <laughs> so, 
But yes, his son died tragically, mm-hmm. horrifically, killed by the CIA. And that's why he broke all the glass. He's distraught. He, he just wants to break shit. But he says, "Give me something to break." He goes and he <laughs> hides. He's not Limp Biscuit. He hides. Uh, I'm about to say, like, are you quoting Limp Biscuit right now? I did. <laughs> so like, you're supposed to say, "I don't understand what you're talking about." <laughs> JCV follows him in. And then they have a fight in the name. They have a, they have a fight, <laughs> like you do. And at one point, where are the people? Stavro stops to monologue. Yeah, <laughs> he monologues about his son. He tells us this great story about how much his son loves ponies. Uh-huh. Sure. Which is really heartbreaking <laughs> because I guess his son will never ride again. He said, my little boy was six years old. That makes it personal, Mister. Yeah, Mister. Mister. He's calling him Mister. And he then, already called him by his name. He knows his name. Yeah. And then they You're in trouble really now, fight. Like, Sean Club and Dam jumps through a there's, window and lands on a fucking chair. That must not hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, there's babies. Crying babies. Yep. And nobody's around. No. Well, I mean, Maybe we see a couple of dead bodies here, scattered here and there or knocked out people that Stavros killed, apparently. But there's babies. And it does not stop JCVD or Stavros from fighting all over the motherfucking babies. When this whole thing is because of a kid. Yeah, Stavros <laughs> just saw his son murdered, but still shoots bullets at babies. Well, I can see Stavros not caring about anybody else's Doesn't kids. Doesn't just shoot bullets at but babies. He, like, leaves a grenade in the... <laughs> yeah, he does. The fight ends when he puts a grenade in one of the little nurse... In one of the little bassinets, bassinets yeah. and pushes it at JCVD. And, the and there's boat. a sweet yeah. baby and a grenade. <laughs> and JCVD like, throws which is silly, it which like is silly. it would. You put it under the baby, you know? <laughs> and then you don't see it. Oh, well, Tommy. Oh, Dracula. <laughs> wow, that's... You wouldn't that's, have seen it. It would have blown him up. It would have been over. Tony's uh, an asshole. I'm just <laughs> hey, look, man, we got to save the babies. Yeah, only they kill babies in one movie. But They're yours. JCVD <laughs> grabs the grenade, the grenade like you do. You see, oh shit, grenade, it. you throw it. Uh-huh. And there's an explosion. Stavros escapes. JCVD is not, so, is not quite a cool guy. Catches some scrap, shrap, shrapnel in the back. and dies. <laughs> okay. Seven doesn't. But, he but look, he's presumed dead he's by pre- everyone. Well, he gets knocked out 100% sure. But this is a grown man. There were still and babies. Like, and he's like, How the other guy's like, oh, wow, died in I this call explosion. bullshit. How many know. babies died in this explosion? I don't How know about died. They had death. a bunch of hearing loss. Yeah. <laughs> but shit. Or PTSD'd and didn't even know why. I don't think they'd have PTSD. I think they have tinnitus. <laughs> Next thing we know. No, they know. My, my ears been ringing my whole life. Why? Yeah. There was a grenade. <laughs> JCVD is dead. Or is he? Or is he? He wakes up. Is he in heaven? No. He's on He's this on an island. He's kind of in hell. <laughs> he's on an island, hell. apparently, according to the trivia, I'm going to no, say it's in Kansas. Greece. <laughs> um, there is an exposition package playing on a TV monitor. Oh, as shit. soon as he wakes up, it starts. Yeah, like Th- that that's thing, amazing. It's like I don't know how it knew. Some dude was waiting at, outside of his door. They had it in the VCR because you, this was 97. As soon as he was waking up, he hit play and ran out the door. He wakes it, up on Exposition Island. <laughs> he does. It get, it tells us his whole resume, work resume. Like where he grew up. Yep. Yeah. All of it. And then it tells us about how he became an excellent candidate for the colony. We hear a little bit about the colony. 
They tell him he went soft. And, you had a chance um, to take out Stavros, but you didn't. You went soft. It's like, I didn't want to shoot him in front of a fucking kid. Yeah. Quinn is super pissed off. It's like I was watching like, for collateral damage. Yeah. I don't know what it is about this exposition that hurts him so well, much. Well, they tell him that everybody's been told you're dead. Yes, now well, your choices are but, either we're going to kill you or know, stay on the island. But this is obviously the first time he's regained consciousness. So you think that it would take him a little bit of time to get this worked up. Like, I would still be in confusion land, honestly. Yeah. I'd be a little bit worried about the nerve gas. I would need to. I would need this to play through twice. I think before yeah, I no. understood <laughs> what's really twice, happening. Though. You no, don't get the option because they're like, you need to decide right now. Nerve gas is quite painless. Like, but he well gets, about that. He gets angry before they tell him everybody knows he's dead. Like he starts to as get soon angry. As he hears first. the colony. He gets pissed off. Yeah, but that does. He doesn't know about the colony. He gets so super why pissed. Is he so pissed off. It's odd. It's like in his face. Like he's like hulking up. And he's and then the exposition package tells him that due to his failure, he's been reassigned to the colony. We just dun, said dun, that. Dun. And ev- and then they tell him everybody, including his wife, has been told that he's dead. We just said that. And too. he must cooperate, or they'll kill him. And out pops this th- finger, this handprint scanner that he's got to put his hand on. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't do it within ten seconds, they'll kill him with You're this dead. nerve gas. Uh-huh. And he's got to make a choice. And he obviously chooses to live. Because if he didn't, this movie thing. would be... And the thing keeps talking, but we don't yeah. care because he is broken the he TV. He broke the TV. He broke the TV. <laughs> but they must know he breaks the TV because Goldsmith comes to collect him. And uh, gives him an exposition tour. Goldsmith. Goldsmith, whatever. Belloc. It's Belloc. <laughs> Belloc. It's Belloc. It's Goldsmith. But he gives him an exposition tour, introduces him to some other residents... He sees an old enemy, Stahl. I thought I killed him. Not well enough. Because yeah. Stahl has the exact reaction that I would if somebody killed me, quotation marks here, and sent me to this island. He goes, I understand. Shakes his hand and then kicks, kicks him. him. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. punches him. Like, this is not appro- uh, appro- appropriate or something. They He's break like, yeah, it up. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> they, they break it up pretty quick. You killed me. But he sees. But he's seen that about a bunch of ex agents and a bunch of ex enemies yeah. are all there together. Yeah. So it's like I was a pallbearer at your wedding. I'm mean, yeah. at your funeral. Are too important to kill, but can't be out living yeah. life. In yeah. some other that other trope. In some yeah. other product placement, he's given an omega tracker. And yeah, he has to wear it all times. It's it's, it's a star, smartwatch before there were smartwatches. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you clearly it's see the Omega. It's yeah. weird because you clearly <laughs> see the Omega label on it. So yeah. I well, wonder yeah. if that was also. It also says Omega on it. I know. So I just said you clearly see it. Got to be product placement because why not? You know who else wears an Omega? James Bond. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably the only way they could have got this movie made. This <laughs> <laughs> a very. I mean, to think about it, they got you know nothing's gonna top Coke. Coke's a big heavy hitter yeah, when it Coke's, comes to like it's like hey I got a sponsor who is it Coke. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty big. <laughs> He's told that the colony is a think tank and is contracted by governments from all over the world to stop global terrorism. Ex-agents and criminals are now analysts. So they take him into the big, I don't know, it fucking looks like an observatory. Or, We're going to call it the command center. Or the, yeah. the minor, <laughs> minority report room. The danger room. Because they're, all, they're all sitting the around. the command center. All right, so it's a command center. Thank you. And they're sitting around, and we we get to they see each it have in their own action. chair. They have to keep their hand on a sensor, which at doesn't all make times. any sense at all. Yes. Like, what difference does that make? They have like these weird sunglass goggles. No, one that, guy has the sunglasses, and the mic. Everybody else has headphones. And they all have Bluetooth. They look Bluetooth. like Bluetooth. They look like the stethoscope things. Yeah, <laughs> headphones that come from below. Well, look, these are Bluetooth before Bluetooth was fashionable. 
There's no wires. It's just they stick in your ears. But they're all connected to each other and they were discussing. They were yeah, all, nobody they puts were the headphones on their head. <laughs> they all hang from under their chains. Very just assessing threats. You could have put it up, I but guess. We when he put it on. It looked like he was putting on a stethoscope to listen to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but we see, we get to see it in action as there's some kind of plane down plane, and um, and Jack, of course, finds the. The spy plane underneath the 747 yeah. that was exploded. Yep. So he's, he sees a key piece and then of information the, that the allows him to practice. Goes, oh, there case. it is. It's an AWAC. It's like you didn't see that a second ago? Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. And then yeah. afterwards, Goldsmith walks him around to the edge of the island, and we find out that it is an island and that it's surrounded by underwater lasers. With sharks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away from this island. They start... There's they, a super, super uh, riptide. He said they start one meter below the water surface, and if the lasers don't get you, the riptide would. would. But if you stayed right on the surface, you could swim over the lasers, so the riptide, what, pulls you into the lasers? That or mm. how far do you have to swim? Yeah, they say an island. They don't say where the island yeah, is. It could be in the so middle of nowhere. It's a hell well, of a swim. Well, I'm going to assume it's in Greece because we found out the spec script, it was in Greece. So, so we'll say, say Greece. Greece. Okay. I, I buy. But there's no escape. Carl, you buy that? Sure. Grease? That's All what right. we learned, that there's no escape. Grease is the word. We flash <laughs> to um, Catherine, the sad pregnant wife, Aww. who's but, having a really hard time, but she gets a phone call. In the rain. She was in the she rain. She was standing in the rain, like you do, because she's really she's sad. She's wet a lot of this movie. Yeah. And not, you know, in a weird way. <laughs> not in a sexy kind yeah. of a way. She doesn't have a wedding, but she's wet <laughs> a lot in the movie. I'm just saying. She's in the pool. She gets rained on. Right. Her clothes so, are definitely moist. Yeah. But she gets a phone call and she pulls herself together and answers the phone, sort of. She's <laughs> I thought she like went into labor on the phone or something. It she sounds was, like yeah, it. it. She was really looking weird. rough. And <laughs> the lady on the other end is like, Yeah, we want you to come here, we're gonna show all your stuff, we want you to move here. And she's like, <laughs> She's like, outstanding. Alright, see you then. <laughs> we're gonna send a plane ticket for tomorrow. <laughs> and I mean this like she's Definitely wasn't listening to the other end of the phone. I'd be like, are you okay? Do you yeah. need to send me to like a hospital or something? Like, this woman doesn't care. She's arranging things for Stavros. Oh, spoiler alert. God, I didn't even see that So, they want to give her like an exhibition she's, at a yeah. museum. They're show, going to show the her art. in Rome. And it's going to be an exhibition and she's going to stay there and they're gonna, it's going to be a big thing. And then we flash back to the island. We see a supply drop of some sort. Uh-oh. And Jack is watching and he's very interested and well, for some reason, he has a pack of. Uh, he's got a pack of red apples. Get it? Tony got it. Red apples. Red apples. Anybody? So they're kind From of the Quentin Tarantino universe. All the cigarettes are red apples. Oh, red apples. All right. So yeah. Quentin. And he drops one in the like with the airplane. Like he's playing. He's yeah. He's, yeah, he's timing. Like how the hell does he know where the fucking plane yeah, is? Yeah, it's, it's I don't ridiculous. Know. He's, he's very. And then very he flicks a cigarette in the air and catches it in his mouth. Who does that? You're gonna get the cigarette there and you're gonna <laughs> get it wet. Look, he's Duh. he's a very experienced agent. <laughs> he's the best. He knows how to plan an op, sir. He's the best. And smoke a cigarette. Which like we're about to find out because Some we see Quinn put up best. a calendar on his wall. We know we got three months to the due date. She said three months to four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> this one wouldn't go down. Three months. Look, I got jujitsu hands. Sometimes She's my like, fingers don't work right. I got you for three months. <laughs> Shut up. Not the German three. Three. The German three. But he's not supposed to be out there because his watch goes off. But yeah. they're not supposed to be watching the supply drops. Yeah. 
And when the has, lasers get turned, the watch off. goes. And the watch goes up. Yeah, the he's got to put. He's got to put his finger on the panel or his hand on the panel the whole time. In the whole room. time in his room, so that he can't be out there because they turn the lasers off for this project. But print. but he puts up the calendar, counting off till the baby due date, and he begins to plan his escape. Then we see Catherine as she gets to Rome. And we, find, and we find out that it's been four months since Quinn died, but it's still like three months till this baby's going to be born. Yeah. Man. This time, and so she, she was, what, two months pregnant? They had must have just found out she was having a baby. <laughs> yep. She was this, showing. She's a showing, though. Yeah, I know. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, this timeline is she Actually, she looks that. like she's the same amount of pregnant the entire movie. <laughs> Let's not pull up that thread. <laughs> Which makes me wonder if this actress was actually pregnant. <laughs> And they just filmed it over a week. <laughs> a better question is, why in the blue hell is this woman like, oh, I see you're pregnant. You're going to live with us. We're going to take care of you. We're going to give the best of everything. Yeah. Get in. Like, she, again, has accepted none of your offers. Well, no. She's trying to explain, I don't know that I can do this. It's going to be really hard. She's like, bitch, shut it's up. It's only been four house. months yeah. since my husband died, and I would have to sell the house in order to live in Rome. And then she's like, well, because they're doing whatever they can to keep her here, because this is a, a plot. Stavros. <laughs> A Stavros plot to steal Jack's baby, maybe, <laughs> kill his baby, steal his baby. We're still not sure, and I watched this whole movie. <laughs> I'm sure I at the end at he says he's going to raise him as his own. It's kill in the beginning, but then he sees the baby, and he's like, oh, but I lost my kid. He's like, <laughs> he goes, I love babies, except it's for that very, one with the grenade. Except for that one with the grenade. That it's, motherfucker. It's very, it's very, it could go either way. his mind. Jeez. <laughs> His heart but, three sizes aww. that day. But <laughs> she's not really, she's not agreeing to be there. So they, but so the woman you says, well, you pot. can, yeah. we'll give you a suite here. You can stay here. You don't have to worry about selling the house. Mm-hmm. Everything's all good. <laughs> all right. Then we see a quick getting back in shape montage. Where <laughs> so he's deadlifting a, a, he's so a, no, a shape. A no, tub. no. That's the second I, I, getting back in a shape yeah, montage. This is the first getting back in shape. Where he stands the bucket there of rocks. with his cane and stretches, and then says, "Nah, <laughs> I need to." He's he's practicing. He's got to relearn the splits. He's been injured. It's been four months. He just woke up yesterday. Also, can I don't understand what it is with Van Damme, but does he always have to wear playmate shorts? Because I thought we were going to see some megalishlong. Because <laughs> he's whoa. doing these swatches. I'm like, whoa, man, like. <laughs> I don't know what like, your Like, I can see is, your balls, but... dude. <laughs> it's like that episode of Friends with, yeah. with the boy wears the basketball shorts yeah, exactly. and the balls are always falling out. I thought we were going to see some John Claude Van Damme flipping out, <laughs> flipping out the side here when he's doing the splits. It's like, just wear pants, you fucking pervert. <laughs> Later, he has longer shorts. But then, yes. but then he goes from needing we can't have shorter sh- to shorts dangling on. from his toes. It's this, <laughs> the time in this movie is real weird because we don't know exactly how long he's been awake. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, Did true. he wake it's up? It's more than a day, though. I know, but, like, has he been in a coma for four months? We'll or did he wake up? And it's been a couple months, months and yeah. now we're seeing this Catherine stuff. Like, true. You know? It's really weird. And um, then we... Okay, so, and he's she practicing holding his breath. Because mm-hmm. he's got to yeah. swim a great distance when he needs to hold his breath. He's using a cigarette to time it. He's marked on the cigarette because what he thinks is 10 Good thing he doesn't have what's called a watch on his wrist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a watch. It's a very... I'm sure it also sophi- tells time. Oh, I don't know. It's a sophisticated locating beacon. We don't know if it can also tell time. This was the 90s. Are there no clocks in the fucking island? He's got to use cigarettes. Maybe. Is the sun up? <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the left. <laughs> 
Huh. A stopwatch would be too suspicious. <laughs> True. Um, no. All right. So we see the colony is analyzing an attack. They suspect it could be Stavros. And they want to, and they're trying to figure out who could be paying for this because Stavros is a mercenary. He works for money. And they're like, well, maybe it's personal. And they're the like, Algerians no. Have a flexing muscle. Then like, ah, Algerians they can't, can't afford Stavros. Like, oh, he's a high. And they terrorist. really want to know what Jack's opinion is on this. But he spots some graffiti that says, "Q, I have your butterfly." Ooh. And, and she's her butterfly because she has a little tattoo of a butterfly on her right. back. And on its and calendar, you put a butterfly, butterfly yeah. for the due date of the baby. She's the butterfly. So we know that that's You're a butterfly. We Sugar, know baby. it's a note to him. <laughs> Nobody else knows it's a note yes, to him. Yes, but he sees it and knows it's, an, and knows it's a note to him. So then, before they can notice what he's looking at, although you'd think all this was recorded at all times, he zooms back out and he says... It, he lies and says it's not Stavros. It's a, it's a, it's a copycat. It's a copycat. But he never explains why it's a copycat or why they shouldn't look at Stavros. And they're all like, okay. <laughs> yep, they're just like, fine. You're the Stavros expert. He's the best. But the then best. afterwards, Goldsmith the has a around. chat with no one Quinn keep now? Nope. about Stavros and about how Quinn came the closest as anybody's ever clo- came and Goldsmith had his chance. But he's Belloc. also gold. Or, Belloc uh, had his chance Stavros. at Stavros, and he yeah. didn't get him. And he really wants. He was to the see only st- one still playing that was good enough to get him. Yep. But he's the bad guy that got away from both of them. Yep. They have that in common. I think the Stavros paid for the colony. Next, we see Catherine meeting with her patron, and oh my goodness, it's surprise, surprise, Stavros. And he sells her a beautiful swan, the one that um, Jean Claude Van Damme oh, had a problem earlier. He tells her that it was sold and that and he, he got... And he took the liberty of doubling the price. Yeah. And then she gets upset because her husband loved that. He thought it was a cow. I didn't think she was upset. I thought she was just emotional. But... Uh, like, I don't know what the going rate for Clearly, he is, never but... talked to her about I mean, Stavros because she does not have any clue. No. I don't think don't you bring can... your work home. Yeah. I don't think you talk to your wife about your job when your job is murder a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do today? Killed 41 people. I mean... I was in Valant. I mean, paperwork. Look, <laughs> I'm not even his uh, somebody's husband and I had a really time describing what happened in that opening sequence because there's just so much going on <laughs> can you imagine telling your wife well I jumped a train <laughs> not, not I jumped on a train I jumped a train I mostly made it and I only lost a third of the plutonium <laughs> it was half you might want to get our son checked <laughs> you might have six legs like you don't you don't tell people that that's not getting out then we get our main workout montage where he deadlifts a tub full of water. Don't yeah. they have weights on this island? Did you see Stahl? Stahl's jacked. I know. I like, you would think there was a gym. Fuck. Yeah, these guys are working out. They should all be working out. Why ain't yeah. got shit else to do? He doesn't There's want a gym on that fucking why, island. Why don't you want them to? He wears <laughs> tiny shorts. They know you're getting in shape. But, so but it I'm seems like, like he's hiding his workout. Him, yeah. Why? Yeah, deadlift this tub, and I was like, "That's kind of." I could see Tony goes phallic. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like, he picks it up. He's like, "Oh, I'm like, like, what are you doing here?" The whole point he's got his arms behind his head. He's like, "Ah, ah." Fast forward this for some reason. Also, the part where he climbs the door frame, and he, of course he's doing a bunch of body movement stuff, but there just seems no reason for all those poses yeah. he's doing. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he pauses, like he gets there and flexes. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> but he's like six, he's like five feet off the ground, braced in a door flame and... T- this was frame, for the ladies. Not yeah. flame. Or the fellows who were into and that. We're not judging. Just taking the time to do different poses. This is this was eye candy, okay? And then he's I like, mean, up in the tub. It's bizarre. <laughs> I, could, I could see him him training in secret because maybe he wants everyone to think he still needs the cane. He's yeah. not a, he's a, a bit more invalid so he has a better chance to get out. But that's not what they that's not what they give you. They should have had like a, a gym and then he you know, he oh I can't do anything at the gym or something. Yeah. You know, it's, or it's have silly. him go to the gym and, and do just work like, out there. Just arms while he's sitting yeah. or something. So we see they see him working Pretend out with his own It really doesn't matter be like, oh look, he's all healed. He's at the gym now doing deadlifts. Cool. Yeah. And walked away. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Like, just stay away from stall, okay? It doesn't I mean, matter. He doesn't need to do deadlifts of his fucking bathtub. What do these guys have to do all day anyway? <laughs> yeah. They play, you know, a little pinochle. <laughs> a whole lot of solitaire. Bingo. Some shuffleboard. Ooh, what are they bingo. doing all day? <laughs> they're going to they're gonna play Monopoly later. It's going crazy. After the workout is the great escape. Uh-oh. So, he cuts his thumb off. Well, the, so, he needs a print. He needs his thumbprint to so that he they won't know he's in, not in his room. All right, now. But go ahead. What? No, you I go have ahead. a question. You, here. You so he sets this apparatus up mm-hmm. for his thumbprint to hit the scanner right before yes. the timer runs out. Right. Uh-huh. Are you not allowed to go early? Why didn't he just I'm take sure his thumbprint? I'm sure you can't go early, but we've established in the movie that every time he puts his hands on something, it's got to be right. It's the last second. <laughs> <laughs> you have five it might minutes, be put your hand on this thing. You're like, all right, so get that little apparatus, he's put got, your thumbprint on there, walk out the door. And he fills it with water. Again. <laughs> he fills it with water, and the thing pours into another thing, yeah, and then there's pointless. one of those duck things, and it, they're it like, hits you the... have five minutes to put your thumb on the scanner. And he's like, hold on, I'm drawing the rings on the cigarette. I don't know how long I have. He makes like a whole Rube Goldberg machine. So yeah. and it's it's ridiculous. It, it involves a coat. Take your thumbprint, put it right up there. <laughs> yeah. Done. Look, he plans and leave. these apps oh, down God. to the second. Yeah, Barney Ross wouldn't have done that. Also, also, I may have figured it out. Oh, oh no. Carly got it. If he waits until the last second, nobody is like uh I don't know. What, what was I thinking about? I don't know. Like, he can get off the island before they're, they start to look for it. Well, they were all in their rooms with their thumbs on yeah, the print. Yeah, true. So, no one's looking for him because they're all in their rooms with the thumbs on the but thing. But he can get a little bit but further before He doesn't they... need to get further. He, he's off the island as soon as this thing leaves. <laughs> this is it's like he's going to hang on the island for 10 this minutes. This is the other thing. He jumps off once, the island. Once he gets to the cliff, he takes the tracker off and throws Why it in the water. Why did he leave it in well, his here, room? <laughs> That's another great question. Here's my favorite part of this island. This is how this island works. We're all on this island, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, John, oh, man. Now, John, if you escape, I have to come get you. You're the guardian, right? I'm your guardian. How do you get off? So, well, no, you leave, okay. and I'm coming. They let then, him off Then we meet you. up, and we go, hey, man, we're off this island. <laughs> and then Arlene's like, you better go get Tony. <laughs> and then Carly's like, well, I'm going to get Elaine. And eventually nobody's on this island. <laughs> well, like, no. It's but definitely how does that because work? Now, you're stuck on the yeah. island. You're sending to come get me. Yeah. But now you, you're going to go back? But No. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't talk about how there's this whole guardian thing. And if you yes. leave, they send your, the last your, time your secret. Yeah, they're guardian. They send your secret guardian off to go kill you. All right. Which is dumb. But then, so Jean-Claude gets to the um, cliff 
He sees the supply jump. He times it just correctly. He jumps off the cliff and screams because he doesn't know if he's going to make it. Yeah. The lasers are still lit when he and jumps. And he manages yeah. to land in the water right when the lasers right turn off, like off. just seconds. It's and amazing. Then he's swimming underwater and he's going to go over the supply thing because... They pick up new supplies and then they put a bag. What are of they old taking off? Trash. Uh, trash. Trash. I don't know. Something, and that the Very plane short, then dirty picks shorts. up. Yeah. <laughs> their laundry. I don't know. They take their laundry Lots or whatever it is. Because <laughs> no, there's people working on the salad. Because when he first gets there, you see somebody cleaning the pool. Yeah. So there's help. Does the help get to leave? Yeah. Well, this is what. So he gets to the raft, but he's attacked underwater by someone who looks like. Stall. It's, it's his yeah. guardian. So it was already no. knew he escaped. But yeah. no, it's no, no. Guardian. No. Oh. Why isn't Stall in his room with, with his, his thumb, thumb on a thing? Because Stall is the guy who gets to wear the scuba gear by the lasers. Wait a minute. No, that's not gonna work out. <laughs> in a minute. I don't know. So Stall, Stall being there is fucking pointless. So, so stop Stall. Focus on that. So do they just always have him in the water? No. And he just decided that I live here. I'm fine. I'm just going to patrol underwater in my scuba gear just in case somebody tries to escape. Maybe. Because we know Stahl isn't his guardian. We find that out later. But it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I thought maybe Stahl was his guardian, but since Stahl died, they had to get a new guardian. Maybe. <laughs> and, or was Stahl just also trying to escape and... And or just watching JCVD also in an opportunity to, to kill him? He would have joined him. I was going to say, that would have been... Why are they still focusing on this? It's a bad plot point. Let's fucking go. Because that would have been... It's been five minutes. Let's move on. They would have killed each other on the plane. Yeah, that would have been cooler. That would have been cooler if they're both trying to escape. It just... They help each other. They get on the plane and then Van Damme's like, oh yeah, by the way, fuck you and kicks him off the plane. It just doesn't make any sense that this is the stall character. I know. Why are we focused on this? I mean, maybe he was just a stunt double stalling. I know. I just thought it was interesting. Why can't we just have a side tangent? We're only an hour in, and I only have, what, another page of notes. We're going fine. <laughs> it just seems like an awful lot of time to talk about Stall. We're more than two-thirds through this movie. Why can't we talk about interesting, weird things in Because it's movie? not interesting. It's a big old plot hole. <laughs> oh, goodness. Big old plot hole. Look, we fell in. We got sucked in this whirlpool. Why don't you just All go right. along with so it? So what happens to Stall? Why is it hurting you so much? He's still in the water when the lasers get turned back on. Exactly. So there's like this under there's like this undercarriage part of the ship and Van Damme's got this hook on a chain that he's hooking him to himself so he can get pulled away, but it leaves Stahl in the water when the lasers start up and it kills but, him. So Jean-Claude Van Damme is able to get up and get onto the supplies that they're the trash, picking up. Assuming trash. Yeah, we're gonna say and trash. Because I don't know how they pick up supplies. And they it might even be dog trash. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe, they're pushing, maybe they also uh, they grow cocaine and they're sitting there. But they pull him up oh. into this the island looks expensive. Yeah. But they pull him up into the plane, and then one of the guys working in the plane spots him, <clears> and he asks him, "Do you have on a parachute?" No. For, yeah, he and then throws him out of the plane. Well, he attacks the guy. Yes. He kicks the guy on on the onto the bag onto the stuff yeah and then he asks him do you have a parachute he says yes and kicks him <laughs> off yeah because he well, didn't just nice ask him guy. and like all right kick him no they fought and then he he's a nice guy he's not trying he, to kill these guys he fights, just a, doing their he fights two more guys also kicks them off the plane and doesn't ask if they have parachutes by the way just kicks them off well i guess oh, you assume one guy does everybody's got parachutes they and, all have the same back and why are they wearing parachutes <laughs> I, at one point, he almost falls off the plane, but he manages to catch himself. I guess if the back of the plane is open, it'd be a good idea. Yeah. So playing, and then he takes a gun, and he goes up into the cockpit. This random gun's just sitting there. Yeah. And he puts it, and he's like, change of plans, boys. 
<laughs> and hijacks a plane. Sure. Mm-hmm. After presumably killing. And where people. does he take this plane? Antwerp. Antwerp. And he goes to Yaz for equipment. And then he asks, and Yaz is like. No, he's deadlifting Yaz's motorcycle as Yaz is trying to leave. And Yaz is like, what the fuck? And looks back, and there's Jack holding it. <laughs> says, like, boo. Why? Why? He, this is, is this the only arms dealer he knows? Well, evidently. I mean, he's been <laughs> out of he's the retired. game for a while. <laughs> so Yaz is like, I'm closed. Well, he maybe. shoots a padlock off a door. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I sure. feel like my like my all... secret armory <laughs> would have a much more sophisticated yeah. lock. I think maybe line. maybe he knows that Rodman isn't involved with all these other people, so maybe. Rodman won't tell him out. If he goes to another arms dealer, that guy might tell everybody that that's bad. Yeah, because Rodman definitely well, Rodman's not going to tell him. He's he does ask him what he knows about the colony, and Rodman's like not much or something like that. Yeah. But so, yes, hooks him up with some more stuff. First, he asks him, he's like, "Did you bring cash?" <laughs> Like I'll give you, I'll pay you later. I was usually yeah, Lannister. Black, I pay my uh, desk. black account. And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. He goes, nope, dead guys don't get credit. Yeah. And he, uh, um, but he says that he'll give him three, three CIS codes. bank yes, accounts. CIS, yeah, some After flush I get funds. the merchandise, then I'll give you the excess codes. Maybe. Like maybe. But and then he asks, he has if he can fly a plane. Like a bird. But I, but my ass is staying on the ground. Mm. But uh, he gives the, yes, the three CIA bank accounts, but he withholds the access codes. And then, yes, does get him a plane. And every scene that not Dennis Rodman is in, his hair color changes. Yeah. Yes. And his outfit is different. Every day. Who, like, who does he bring with him to do his hair? But <laughs> they're up in the plane. He's got to have a whole satchel full of dye. <laughs> and they have apparently flown to the south of France. From Belgium, which so, isn't that far. No, so they can go to um, his house. His but house. So he's like, where's my parachute? And Yaz is like, this is better than a parachute. And Oh, my God. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> this is my invention. It's better than a parachute. He's like, did you test it? And he doesn't really say anything. And then he pushes Yaz so out of the plane. Luck. Why is Yaz got his legs hanging out of the plane to begin with? He's not flying. Yeah. Stay your ass in the plane. But he pushes him out of the plane, and then he jumps after him. And he's very calm for someone who's... Plummeting to Earth without a parachute. Yeah. And he then says, give me a hand. And then they snuggle really close. He says, let's try some dinner. He goes, that's love, baby. I'd be like, you motherfucker. Threw me out of a plane. And then he pushes the button. And this big bubble. It's basketball. This big ba- this bubble surrounds them. And they're inside a basketball. Tony goes, this wouldn't work. Oh, God. And then they land. They would, and they're five. So they would bounce. <laughs> and Yaz says, you're crazy, man. Crazier you're than my hairstylist. <laughs> Who's up on that plate? <laughs> I assume somebody's flying. And then. <laughs> he says. And then he tells Yaz, I'll see you back at your shop. Maybe I'll give you the codes. And takes the fuck off. <laughs> he says, maybe. What do you mean, maybe? He said, was it bite me or fight me? Yeah. I think he said, bite me. Bite I think me, he said, I think. bite me. But so Quinn goes to his house. And uh, and he sees a woman with a baby. It's not his wife. It looks so like apparently it's the nanny. Or... And he Might goes to the midwife, but sure. She puts a baby in a, in a bassinet. And he sneaks in the house. And he looks in the bassinet. And it's not a baby. It's a fucking bomb. <laughs> and it's... And it's three, two, one. He's dead. Yeah. Okay? Because there was three seconds on that baby when he looked at it. He had taken the blanket down to yeah. see it. Three, two, he's one step away. Boom, and dead. And he explodes. <laughs> and then there's an attack. And he's wearing his plot armor. 
And there's a big fight, and it's crazy. It's the best armor. He, Guys come out from all around the house. Yeah, he jumps How? onto his pool where there's a floaty, lands on the floaty, and is shooting. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to climb on a floaty and failed. <laughs> this dude jumped, spun in the air, landed, and was cracking off rounds like, a, like it was nothing. <laughs> Which is, oh, uh, the worst part is that's the second most amazing shot in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know, who is Stavros' informant on the island? Somebody's fucking... Because yeah. unless, unless that, like, or are they just redoing this baby thing every night, hoping he comes back? I don't know. Because for is everybody that else... Bomb? Can't go they off say that night. everybody's been told you're dead. So you think Stavros would have got that information from the bomb? Stavros the obviously has some other kind of information. That's why I say Stavros is behind the, the island. No, we took it off. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stavros is behind the colony. Because why else would he know that? Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. It's my fan theory. Or the pilots of the plane. I've done some double team fan fiction. You guys want to read that? <laughs> but JCVD miraculously survives all of the fighting at his house. Including by the nanny, who he almost doesn't kill well, because she's a woman and he can't do it. But then she shoots at no, him. So did you notice? <laughs> it's not just hit her. He shoots another guy. Like he was shooting people. Mm-hmm. As they're shooting him, there's another guy that he closes his eyes when he shoots him, and then he shoots another guy. And then the woman again. She shoots him. Magazine goes out. She grabs a hand grenade. He closes his eyes to shoot her. So he closes his eyes to kill people. <laughs> Makes him a good guy. <laughs> I don't think that makes him a good guy. Why is he closing his eyes? Because he can't see people die. I don't know. Aww. I don't know. People are dying. I didn't write right. If you got to go, I, I'm going to watch it just in case I don't I get you. I didn't notice that at all. You never noticed it? Let's go back and watch it again. All right. Oh, so, I'm right here. <laughs> but he closes his eyes. So uh, Quinn finds a car down the street. I wouldn't have took that, that car. That is either. playing a recording of Stavros. On a tape, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> over, it's in the tape deck. It's on a loop. So that means he had it on side A, side it, B, and when it it flips naturally, you know, of course. It's, it uh, it's invites it's Quinn to Rome to come and... Oh, uh, yeah, the Hotel yeah. Uh, Nuova in Rome. You hear that? It's the baby's heartbeat. Mm. Mm. Quinn, good to see you can still play. And then right. there's an envelope. <laughs> Don't take this and car. And it's got right? sonogram pictures. No, that's... Yeah. yeah, we have to get the, the thing first. And then um, there's one more henchman that's hiding behind the car. And he's going to get the drop on Quinn. But out of nowhere, Yaz appears. He's protecting his investment. Because no, he love wants this. his fucking money. I love this scene because not only does Yaz save him, but he takes the guy's gun and puts it in his pocket like a good arms dealer would. <laughs> because that's... It's like, ooh, look, it's a free gun. Free gun. <laughs> puts it in his pocket like that's all And then profit. Quinn says he needs transportation. This car is rigged. Transportation, so, you say. Yaz goes and steals a Yaz gun. is very forgiving. He's like, give me my access codes. Yeah. I need transportation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Yes goes and steals a Fiat. A Fiat Uno. Okay. If you don't know how big a Fiat Uno is, think of a, um, a Mini Cooper. Smaller. <laughs> Let's say think of Dennis Rodman and add like a centimeter. Because <laughs> <laughs> those is cars his head, is are he tiny. watching the road through the sunroof? Yes. Yeah. Yes. His head is outside the sunroof. When we lived in Italy, we uh, saw those and Elaine has a Fiat. She has a Fiat 500. It's smaller than that. Wow. Like these things are tiny. Yeah. A Fiat Uno is much smaller. It's like a smart car. It's like the tiny little the smart little car. Some of the Fiat Unos don't have doors on the side. The door is in the front. Wow! <laughs> so you open the door from the front and you you drive it like, like a that smart car. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm pretty sure where they got the design for the smart cars from the Fiat Uno. Yeah. But those sense. things will drive forever. Every they're, day. Oh, I'm they're sure they're cool little cars. <laughs> but yeah, Dennis Rodman is wearing like an orange leotard <laughs> for some reason and gets it. He's, Dennis and he's Rodman. just so goddamn tall; his head pops out the top. <laughs> I'm sure that Dennis Rodman brought his wardrobe. Probably, <laughs> yeah. 
These Either that, been... or he, if he didn't bring it, he definitely kept it. Yeah, I'm sure he did because they didn't want it. Um, <laughs> he was a and, unique gentleman. And no other use for it, and he's the only one that fits those clothes anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Van Damme has a good line. He goes, "If they could build," uh, Robin says, "If they could build it, I could steal it." And he goes, "Why don't you steal something bigger? Something you look like a carrot with earrings." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then we we see a quick flash of Goldsmith tracking Quinn mm-hmm. because. <gasps> Well, we saw that on the island. His, his watch activated. Yes. And he, and he covered, covered it. Because he like, didn't want people why? to know. People are going to notice that you're fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, they just It's the colony. Shit. I'm not sure how big the colony is. Let's say it's a good size island. Every day I have my teen crumpets with uh, Mr. Goldsmith, and now he's not here. <laughs> I'm going to assume, oh, that must be Quinn's guardian who escaped. He, he got the flu. It's strep. It's very contagious. He has to stay in his bungalow. I would have came by to bring him soup because we're friends. No, it's very have, contagious. I have nothing else to do. It's very That's contagious. True. I'm hoping to catch the strep and fucking die. I can't leave this goddamn island. It's that or jump on the lasers. So <laughs> I'm going with the strep. Let's go. His syphilis is going to be more painless. Quicker. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't want to find out. People would notice you're gone. You have to cover up your alarm. All right. Then we go to Rome. Let's go to Rome. I love Rome. This is where Quinn admits to Yaz that he lied about the bank accounts and that they have zero balances. See, but don't worry, he's going to pay him back. Because he's a Lannister. But And then this. he tells him that Stavros has stolen his son and that he has to get him back. It's personal. He's going to pay his debt. Now, and then Yaz has a complete character flip for no reason at all. Like, he hears he, this heartfelt story, and all of a sudden, he is on Team Quinn. He's, like, he's, why he's, 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 he's the arms dealer with yeah, the heart. He does, he does flip because he's of the schooner song. tuna. He's schooner. The tuna <laughs> with the heart. heart. All right? We watched Mr. Monley. He's tough time. There's Who just, the other day, too? And he says, the best defense is a strong F offense. It's time to get off the And bench. they do this weird fist thing. That me and my stepbrother used to do ironically, and now we just don't never stop. <laughs> we don't do it anymore. Right. But we used to do it ironically, and then just kept doing it. It was weird. But now I also want to point out. Now I haven't been to a lot of places, but mm-hmm. I've been to Rome, mm-hmm. and every time you see Italy in movies and TV shows, it's always really clean and pristine and looks amazing. And it's like I've been there; it doesn't look like that. It's covered in garbage <laughs> and graffiti. Nice. It's like that's really weird. Rome's really cool because they have like a three thousand year old building, then a brand new building right next to it. Now I will say, when we were in Italy, there was a very long garbage strike happening. But <laughs> so maybe it's not quite that covered in garbage, but it's definitely covered you lived there in for three years. Fucking graffiti. Yeah, it's not very clean, <laughs> and it always looks very, very pristine. Even the touristy spots are not that clean. So they had to have a crew come in and clean that shit. Yikes. Don't, they don't even show you all the garbage cans that are everywhere. Like, they digitally remove them. Because, like, they every said, fucking five feet, there's a garbage can that's overflowing. They, said that, they said that there's a similar thing with Paris. Because supposedly Paris is, like, the greatest place in the world. I've been to Paris. It's but, not. But they, but they sell that to the world. And they were having this problem where these uh, people from Japan were going to Paris and then getting depressed. It's like, this isn't what it looks like. Yeah, not that big a thing. Paris doesn't look like that either. Like, when you go, I'm like, oh, the Eiffel Tower. Like, that's it. And there's just nothing else to do. You're like, okay. New York. All right, we've been to New York City. There's, like, scaffolding on every fucking building. You never see scaffolding when you're watching, when you're seeing New York. <laughs> burned out cars. Well, or... the Avengers were there the week before. And, you know, <laughs> damage Look, control. On every single, every other street, there's scaffolding because they're constantly doing building maintenance and stuff on all those But I don't notice them. Like, I've never been to Antwerp. I don't know what the fuck Antwerp looks yeah. like. But I've, the places I've seen, it's like, it's always Italy. And I'm like, yeah, about that. I don't know. The, <laughs> and Paris is another That one, one alley in Antwerp could yeah. look exactly Paris like 
was yeah, not it's just amazing. one alley. That's all we've seen. Well, and the people always, in Paris are so fucking rude. They always mm-hmm. thank Paris and all that at the end, so they yeah. probably make sure to make it look yeah. good, you know, for the filming companies or whatever it's called. I mean, the Louvre is pretty cool. I didn't go in, but I with my past, I was like, that's cool. Big giant pyramid. <laughs> Okay. Like that's that shit sticks out. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Yes has a change of heart and is now going to be Quinn's best bud. I guess maybe he feels a real brotherhood vibe here. Right. <laughs> they had a real moment. They they well, yes, escaped a lot death in the basketball bubble. <laughs> so they're you know they're brothers now. We are brothers. Oh, they're a double team. Yep. Oh, you make God. a great team. So Quinn formulates a plan that is actually no plan at all. <laughs> you're gonna send him an email message <laughs> and it's on this like little laptopy thing <laughs> that when it came out I was like that's so cool I so want one because it had a button that said internet I'm like you can get on the internet with that thing that's awesome <laughs> Aww, 1997 1997 was a weird time but I was like that's so amazing where does he hook up it like does computer? it like save it and you gotta like but plug he sends it later? this message that sends a message to absolutely every single person on the planet they get to the hotel and every single alphabet is there the CIA, the NSA, Mossad, MI6, the Carbonari. Yeah, well, the guy that's, every fucking that's explaining body. this is like this. Some local boys. Oh my god, even the Carbonari's here. Those guys are everywhere, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they would have been there anyways. Yeah. They would have been there with their machine guns on a regular Tuesday. Yeah. So I don't know why this guy was so surprised they were hanging out on the corner. It does look but, like the end of true romance in this place. It does. But every single person is there, which I don't understand how this helps the plan at all. Mm-mm. But we're gonna kill out the the weak ones. <laughs> <laughs> but they're outside, and Rodman has ch- so they're incognito. So Rodman is in a very nice suit. Are they though? And Jack uh, goes, I don't care what he's. Dennis doing. Rodman's not People incognito. Notice Dennis anytime. Rodman. Yeah. Like, there's, if you want to be incognito, leave him home. Yes. At least he put a hat over his green hair. Is yeah. it pink or green? I can't remember. Um, I think it was both. <laughs> but he's still a seven foot black guy in Rome. He's gonna stick out. Now Van Dam has like on a, a purplish wig or some shit. That was brown. It was a brown wig. The girl uh, behind him was wearing purple hair. With uh, little round glasses. He, he those were very nineties. He could. Uh, yeah. Like he could pull it off. The first time that I saw this, I didn't see Van yeah. Dam until you know he took the, the Rodman, radio down. That wig. Did not look like it was made of yak's hair. No. <laughs> it looked like a quality wig. It's a quality wig. Nor was it made of yas hair. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, maybe it was ass hair. Nope. Oh. Um, yeah. Look, donkeys have hair. Okay, anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, so they're outside the hotel, and Quinn spots Catherine and starts yelling her name. And they're like, she's in a no. car. Oh, yes, it's like, it's like, what are you fucking stupid? Talk about giving up your cover. Like, don't you know but, what you're doing? But he grabbed his backpack and put it on while he was chasing. Because the, they're... And then, but so Quinn runs towards her and runs right into Stavros. Uh-huh. Who takes off his sunglasses just so you know it's him. And he's smoking. And then smoking. he says, yeah. leave my wife alone. Take me. And he, says, and he says, actually, Jack, I think I'll take all three of you. And then the alphabet. It's personal, mister. Well, his lady <laughs> and kid are dead. Yeah. So it's if personal. you're trying to do. Yes. If you're going to go evil, gonna, you're going to kill the whole take family. His wife and kid just never let them know. <laughs> but the alphabets have spotted Stavros and they fucking attack. Again, major collateral uh-huh. damage. We have a hard time figuring out who's because on whose team. Because yeah. we don't know who's on whose team. I don't think the alphabets know who the good guys are or the bad guys. It's, this is a real spray everybody. and pray kind of a day. <laughs> like, everybody's shooting everybody. For, I don't Stavros know. There was one has, guy there doing the robot. 
<laughs> Stavros has people too. There's a so, sniper somebody had on a the trident, roof. Threw it at a chest. <laughs> it got weird. But somehow there's a sniper as well, which they immediately know works for Stavros. <laughs> because I guess nobody else, CIA doesn't have snipers. That's like, <laughs> their snipers use they only, so. they only had one and we killed her. That's so true. No. <laughs> Remember the Anchorman Rumble? It was a lot like that, but they tried to do it seriously. Yeah, Brick had a tried it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's what it sure looked you like. You killed a man. <laughs> you might need to go. go. Yeah, you might want to leave the state. <laughs> but um, yes, tracks the sniper down, but he gets attacked by a stooge, and they have a quick fun fight. And then Quinn catches up with the sniper. Sniper. No, the guy goes, "You're out of the game." He goes, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and kills him. And, a cat, and they fight in the back of a cab, which is harder to do when you're Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and evidently, evidently, Dennis Rodman is super strong. Because he was on one side of the cab, the guy was on the other side of the cab with a gun, pointing it out. I'm cool with him reaching over and grabbing it. So he takes the guy from here. He's and on one side. Him. He lifts him up yeah. with one arm. <laughs> throws him into a moving vehicle. Okay. I will like, say, he's up. He's in! It's, he didn't struggle or nothing! It's funny because in this trivia it says that Mickey Rourke did extensive martial arts training mm-hmm. to get in shape and so that his fight scenes with JCVD would look good. But they boxer. don't say shit about yes. Dennis Rodman doing any kind of fight training and he has some pretty decent fight scenes. Well, he is a professional athlete. He's yeah. got I know. natural ability. Look, just because you're a professional athlete does not mean you can do everything. We have watched those basketball players and those football players biff it on American Ninja yeah, Warrior season after season. Have you seen him on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> but anyway. Anywho's. Anywho's. So, uh, they don't always have rhythm, contrary to popular belief. But evidently he's got the strength of fucking Superman. Yeah. <laughs> but Quinn catches up with the sniper in the motel and holy fuck, he has a mach- he has He's a got a fucking machine gun, gun case. Fucking- <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. He's like, got a briefcase machine fuck. gun. There it is. Welcome back to the podcast, Briefcase Machine, machine Gun. gun. <laughs> and they have a fight. And here's the best part. They and go into a room and there's another guy there. And it's they're all fighting each other. No one knows who's on whose fucking team. No. Like, there's a guy who's got a fucking switchblade in his foot. Yeah. Sure. What the in fuck? the hell? He hits the one guy and then Van Damme hits the other guy and they're both fighting this dude and it's very confusing. So they go into like piano wire. This <laughs> is the suite where Catherine was. They go into the suite and in the, he beats up the he knocks the uh, sniper unconscious. He goes in the suite and then we find random kung fu guy. Now, is this it, is gentleman. It it's too sweet. This gentleman. Is Jet Li's stunt double from Once Upon a Time in China. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of. He, he looks like it. My guess was he was the stunt I, coordinator. He might have been. Um, they brought in a special stunt coordinator that had worked with the director before. So it's this is probably a snowman situation. Yeah, that I was gonna say. This is definitely this, yeah, this, this guy. Snowman. And this, the you know who we should have here. Foot snowman. knife. Yes. I do, they don't put it in the trivia or anything, but I'm fairly certain this guy is probably known for this kind of. Foot fighting? Foot fighting What's thing. funny is, at one scene, you can see that the knife is clearly under his foot. Yeah. And then the next scene, it's clearly above holding his foot. Holding his, holding him. And then so. the, in the next scene, like, the camera's just switching back and forth from one mm-hmm. view to the next, and the knife position keeps changing. Yeah. Well, the continuity And that always movies. bugged me. I noticed it the day I saw this in the air. I was like, well, that's just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, but... We, we get a pretty good fight. 
the sniper guy wakes up, and then it's two on one, and but and they at kill the, end, the sniper. And... They kill the sniper. Kung Fu dude, I don't think he dies. He no, because he just knocked out. Knocked out. Yeah. And then we hear the cops, and it's time to get out of there. And JCVD grabs a prescription label that got stuck off the on a mirror. And he grabs it and then hightails it out of there just in time. So he knows where his wife is. Well, well, he knows that she has these drugs that were prescribed. Well, he's got this. Is, it's a lead. It's a clue. Whatever. Will. Go. So I then, do like how he got out though, jumping down the steps and going through the hidden door. Because he knew good. where the door was. So he's the best. Yaz had told Jack that he had a brother in Rome, and <laughs> so he goes to this chapel where Yaz's brother is, and we find out that this. Um, is full of fucking cyber monks which is, have you <laughs> who have been gathering information for centuries. Which come back in the movie Simon Says. More cyber monks. Okay, well, I've never seen Simon Says. <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I don't need nope. to see a Dennis Rodman vehicle. <laughs> He's good as a, as a side character. I don't, okay. And, um, but this is just, I guess... Yes, helps him get equipment, and they feed him information. This is part of his cyber monks. Mm-hmm. But um, and some cyber porn comes up, and the guy says, "Hey, what the hell is this?" But they're searching. They use the prescription to find doctors, and they're going to cross-reference them and try to find the doctor. But Jack sends a message to the colony. No, the colony hijacked the machine. Oh, that's they're like, right. Although there's a glitch. Like, is it crashing? And all of a sudden, it's the doctor who prescribed the drug. Yeah. like, ah. And Jack's like, let me hop on here. And then he sends, and he a, sends a, message a to thank the you to the colony. Because they know that they were Which, paying attention. So now they're on his team. Whatever. Which these super cyber monks get hacked by the colony. It's just ridiculous. It doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Whatever. They, just, they really hated Stahl and are happy that he's gone. <laughs> but, I mean, Goldsmith isn't there to keep him in line, so I guess they're doing whatever the fuck they feel like. Goldsmith was the guy with the goggles and the microphone, okay? Mm-hmm. And if he's not but, there... So the monks tell, yes, that there's a secret tunnel. So they take a secret tunnel to the hospital where this doctor is. And um, they have, but the end of the tunnel is locked. So Yes takes out his handy syntax. He says, "What do I got it's here?" It's handier oh, than duct tape. It's my lucky coin with my lucky plastic explosive. <laughs> and they manage to get out. And then we flash to Catherine, and we see that the baby is born. Stavros' stooges tell him that Quinn is on the island. How they found out that information, the world may never know, <laughs> unless it's secret colony spy that tells Stavros. Well, that we could scratch Stall and Goldsmith off that list. I know. <laughs> Bob. Oh, it was Hydra Bob. It must have been Bob. Yeah, Hydra Bob. Um, so he says, give me 60 seconds and then kill bo- both the women and takes the baby. Um, Yaz and Quinn infiltrate the hospital. And meanwhile, the doctor and Catherine f- have a slight fight for their lives. But the doctor manages to save Catherine. Why does the doctor have a gun? I mean, I know she's got her medical bag. You know, you figure out the stethoscope in there, maybe some, you know, morphine, nine handgun. <laughs> you know, the usual. Well, because foot knife. Well, because she works you... a side job for a bunch oh, of now she's <laughs> See, now she's you know theorizing. Okay, whatever. How'd they find this doctor? Did they kidnap her? Is it like a blacklist situation? Is she one of the doctors on call for when Stavros needs a doctor? Don't know. In which but we're case, gonna... you might carry a gun. <laughs> we're going to skip over that. Go ahead. Keep going. We, we don't know. I'm just, your trash from three weeks ago is bothering me. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, the doctor saves Catherine's life. 
Yep. And Catherine kind of saves the doctor's life, too. Like, the guy's going to kill Catherine, and then the doctor interrupts with the gun, and then Catherine stabs the guy with yeah, a scalpel. She, yeah, she does. So they kind of save each other. Teamwork makes a dream work. Then we see Yaz, and he has a quick fight scene with some stooges. Not not too shabby. Not he too fights shabby. three guys, and he throws another one in a fucking roof. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Knocks one out, and, and he's talking shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. Quinn, meanwhile, finds Catherine. And it's going to murder the doctor, but she's like, no, she saved me. She saved me, Jack. She saved so me. The doctor's hiding under the table with yeah. the gun. Yeah. And he grabs her and is like, uh-uh. <laughs> and he has a great scene. He's like, where's my son? Oh, he's like, where's our son? Where? And then he just kicks some random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a real, you know, we he's saw in the colony that problems. he's got a, really, a pretty bad temper. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for this poor. Maybe the best thing is that you go back to the colony, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> The doctor tells him where Stavros took the baby because... Why would she know that? Because she pays attention. Uh, and she would, he would have to tell her, be like, oh yeah, by the way, he's at the Coliseum well, if he waiting was, for you. If he was talking with the henchmen about how he's planning on taking the baby to the Coliseum, and maybe the henchmen are supposed to tell Quinn... Well, it's still a trap. Because they're supposed to die. Yeah. Like, the doctor was supposed to be dead. There's a lot of... There's a lot of... In this movie, I want Quinn to go here, but I'm sending 20 henchmen to kill him. Yeah, and then when he gets there, I'm gonna send twenty henchmen to kill him. But I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna be here next. It's kind of like, like he's training Quinn to be the best. <laughs> but <laughs> and, and he must have a lot of guys because he just yeah, it's just a meat grinder. Look, he's maybe not he's, paying for uh, you know, you know health no, insurance. No, no, that's yeah. what's happening. I figured there's it out. no retirement worker for Stavros. I have figured it out. Stavros oh, is gonna retire. To raise Quinn's son as his own. He's getting out of the game. Okay. But he's got too many people on his payroll. <laughs> <laughs> so. In the herd. There you go. So he hatches this elaborate plan. So Quinn's going to kill all severance. these guys. So he's not going to have to pay any severance. And he won't have to worry about them narking out his secret retirement island. Yeah. Which and he can because they'll all be dead. Mm-hmm. And he can fake his own death. It's next to the colony and it would be good. There you go. And he can retire with all of his money and his new son. Wow. And I've... Another one of Elaine's again, fan theories. Once again, Elaine sews it up. <laughs> All right. So the doctor tells him where Stavros is. Yes, says that he'll take care of Catherine. You go get your son. So Stavros is waiting in a coliseum. No, it's the coliseum. It's not the coliseum. They're in Rome. That big building is the Flavian Amphitheater, otherwise known as the Colosseum. But when they get inside, that is not the Colosseum. <laughs> like, it's a whole shitload smaller all of a sudden. I don't think and it was the supposed to be... the doesn't have a floor. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to be the Colosseum. Yes, it was. I think it was just supposed to be a Colosseum. Um, there's only one big... Anyway, in Rome. It has to be that one. You can keep saying it is. When we're it's inside, not, it's wrong. not that place. So whatever. But they're clearly, <laughs> but they're clearly on an island. The Colosseum isn't on an island. What island? They're in Rome. No, but the hospital was on an island. What island? It was on some kind of island no, in Rome. It was. Go back and watch it again. They talk Anybody about it being on the island. island. When he comes know. into the hospital, they say he's on the island. This hospital is on some kind of island. They are outside of Rome at this point. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. It doesn't matter. We're in a Coliseum. We're in a Coliseum. The picture that they show you is the Coliseum. This Coliseum they filmed in is is fucking in France. Yes, but the picture they show you is the Coliseum. But Stavros... It does. Stavros is hanging out. No shirt on. That's why it's a big deal. They blow it up at the end. Surrounded by crosses. Tony's like, damn, you 
course, we're working out. I was like, he looks pretty good in this one. <laughs> Three months he worked out for this. He monologues some 2010, more. 2010s, he's looking a little rough, but in this movie, he's looking pretty good. Now, John, mm-hmm. real quick side question. Sorry, mm-hmm. Elaine. It's only 13 years later. Real, only 13 real years fight. 13 real fight. Years. Real fight. Mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke, he's a Golden Gloves boxer. He can fight. Yeah. And Van Damme. Yeah. Who, who wins? Any lane, force two. I have no opinion. Yeah, you, my heart would say JCBD, but I think Mickey Rourke would win that fight. I think, Mickey I think it would de- hit him and yeah. drop him. I think Mickey Rourke would win that fight. I think it would just re- depend on how good JCBD could dodge those hands. You think if he catches one, he's probably going down. I mean, because JCBD does have legitimate training. Like yeah. he, he, you know, I think that he um, over exaggerates how good he was when he was competing. But I, you know, he's got legit skills. I just think Mickey Rourke take in a real 40. fight. Yeah. In a real fight, how impressive is the splits? <laughs> it's not. I can't yeah. do them, so I. Because you know that thing you. that people do when they're showing martial arts, where they kick like they leave their yeah. leg in the air and kick fifteen yeah. times. That's yeah. bullshit. No, yeah, that's no one sits there while you kick them six times. Yeah. Well, he yeah. does have tree trunk they legs. Move. He, he does. He can do some fucking. He could probably kick if, like a if goddamn. He, mule if he yeah. kicked you, it would be bad. I I don't know. Could go either way. It could mm. go either way. I'm I'm going Mickey Bork. Mickey, okay. I don't know. I might. So now we're in. I don't know. A Coliseum. All right, Mickey Rourke monologues a bit. With Coke machines. <laughs> and we find out he set up a championship fight this evening. Jean-Claude Van Damme versus a tiger. Ooh. It should have been a, a lion. A man-eating tiger, apparently. It should have been a lion sure. because he tells, in Roman times they fed yes. people the lions. It would have been easier. But, but I guess well, tigers it, are easier to train. Yeah. I think if they, they blew the budget on, you know, Coke wasn't going to come out of pocket for well, a lion. <laughs> we saw a tiger earlier at the amusement park, so maybe we just were able to get a tiger for this movie. It was the same tiger. I'm sure it was. Oh, yeah. This, Even though some of this tiger is CGI. This is an excellent stunt yeah. tiger. He does some good work here. Yeah. Yes. He's apparently a man eating tiger. Fucking fangs, Tiger but trained for Mickey three months. Mickey Rourke says. Like, all tigers are man eating tigers. If, if you, you live, <laughs> you can have your son. If you die, I'm going to raise him as my own. Which is a and, good... And you get eaten by That's also, on that one. There's also a bunch of little crosses. And he says, there's nothing wrong with stepping on a mind. It's stepping off. That's the problem. Yes. There's a bunch of little crosses in the ground where there, he has buried mines. But he ham- but he helpfully marked them. So you got to fight the tiger and be careful of the mines. I don't so. care if you mark them with big booms. When the tiger is around, you're just not looking where your yeah. feet go. <laughs> but so can later we get the runs. tiger on a mine? Yeah, I'm just running until the tiger hits a mine. Like, that would be amazing. The tiger, there's a tiger, and he walks, steps on a mine right away. Boom! Like, or tiger. All right then. <laughs> Did you look Flawless back? victory. <laughs> look back at me and go. What? I don't so, know. I don't have the tiger. So release the tiger. The tiger comes out. Stavros kind of runs out of the way. Like you do when climbs up tiger. into the stands to watch. This great tiger fight. And Yaz comes out of nowhere on a motorbike and snags up that baby in a move that is only extremely dangerous and might, in fact, kill that baby. (laughs) And hoping he doesn't land, drive over a fucking mine. Or he could drive over a mine and this whole movie's moot. So the tiger chases Quinn out of the Coliseum proper and into the... Stands back the behind the scenes well, area. To be fair, if I was Quinn, I'd be running away too. I would also <laughs> like to anywhere you can go. Yes, <laughs> hides the baby in a little niche in the wall. Yeah, not well enough He'll as far fine. as I'm concerned. He's a day old. He'll be fine. <laughs> then goes and starts taking care of <laughs> taking care of more henchmen. Like Quinn you. is able to escape the tiger. He calls across this, like, scaffolding bridge thing, and then somebody starts shooting at him. 
So he's fighting a tiger, and there's a dude shooting at him, and he manages to break some boards so the tiger falls down a level where the shooter is, and then the tiger eats the shooter. And this is when we are confirmed man-eating tiger. And I I say again, all tigers are man-eating if you get close enough. So Quinn goes... they get hungry enough. Yeah. Because they're not just going to kill you. You have to either piss them off or they're hungry. Yes. However, I will say, that tiger eats that man. He does not need another one for a while. Yeah. That tiger may, that tiger may not have attacked anybody else because he was just not hungry. Well, well he's going to take a nap. I, we have cats. To be fair, to be fair this tiger may want to eat JCVD because... That guy just kicked the tiger. He kicked but, the, well, he's he kicked also, the tiger. He's also lean meat. He's like, humans, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. But that tiger's also We also know <laughs> that cats are serial killers and will kill even when they're not hungry. So, so? Yeah. Quinn goes after Stavros. There is a fight. Um, we see a quick flash of Goldsmith on the scene. Wait a minute. You, did you skip the part where he was running to find Stavros and Stavros tripped him and he fucking slid on his face six Yes, times? yes, I skipped it. Why would you skip that? Because he power slid on his face and when he gets that, that up, look like no hair. marks. Like, he should be bleeding from all of his face. I don't need to put that in because you're going to interrupt and you're going to tell everybody all the good parts. I can count on you. That's what I'm here for. So they're fighting... Yes comes out to help, steps on a fucking mine. Mm-hmm. Quinn and Stavros fight, fight, fight. Some of it over Yes, like literally he can't spinning really. over his back. Stavros is like trying and to push him over or something. Stavros steps on a mine. Oh. And we find out that Yes is not on a mine at all. And no, no. Yes was on a mine. He oh he, he oh he that's right he did so it doesn't explode and then. And he moved some of the yeah. was standing there, and he goes, you, "You got big feet, my friend." And it looks like, it looks like Jack has stepped on one. And then you hear, "Oh, Click. that's right, I'm sorry." And Stavros is like, "Shit!" I watched this like four days ago. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I, I've forgotten I a little bit. I got bit. it all right here because I didn't take super then, detailed notes of any Mark of the like fights. He's scenes. gonna cry. Yeah, because <laughs> he knows he's gonna weird, die. Weird. And then Yaz is like, "I hope you don't mind. I know, I know you spent all the time digging these mines and crosses, and I know mines are expensive." But I moved some. <laughs> Just then, the fucking tiger comes back. <laughs> and he goes, shit, and runs away. And, and now Mickey Rourke is going to cry because he knows either he steps on the, off the mine. Or he gets eaten by a tiger. Or he's eaten by a tiger. And we get a call back to Heather's. Tony was like, we got a call back. Remember like, the one guy, the how you want to die? About. He goes, I want to put a bomb in a tiger and then get on the tiger and we explode and we die. Yes. <laughs> So, because that's what happens. He waits till the tiger almost gets to him, steps off the mine, and him and the tiger bite the dust. Well, because I think he was trying to figure out what he should do. And by that time, he was literally, I think he was about to cry. And, and now I don't know. He, and Rod, cool guys take the tiger with them. And Rodman says that uh, he moved the mines. But I think he meant is he, he added a billion mines. Because when the mines blow up, they summon the Balrog from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Because I, I, what's going on? This is Look, like a nuke goes off. <laughs> Apparently, Stavros at one point was an expendable because he uses enough. I mean, he's, he's he not just that whole building. Well, we know <laughs> we know that he was an expendable. This is when he was. In, <laughs> he was. This is when he was in the mud and the blood and the shit. That's true. This is when he decided he wants to die with a woman. He survived somehow. Somehow he survived. I told you. He changed his name to Tool, moves to the States. Becomes a tattoo artist. 
<laughs> and he goes to find his friend Barney. Like, Barney, you're not going to believe this shit, but I'm out of the game. Oh, All right. God. And that's why he won't go to uh, So they go to find the baby. And out of nowhere. Like, where's my son? He's like, I don't know. I left him right here somewhere. I don't know, but I, but, I, I assure you he can't hear. <laughs> but there's so many gunfights today. Goldsmith steps out and has the baby. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But the explosion is happening. And so they hide behind some convenient Coke machines. And the Balrog just can't reach them on the other side of it. Because it's no. ridiculous. And these are, these are, thou shalt yeah, not the pass the Coke machine. Apparently not. Like, if you are get some Coke machines, put them around your house, and you're good. Yeah. You're good. No one's right. getting through that. But we're safe. But are we safe? Because we see that Goldsmith is bad. Well, he's the guardian. He's, he's going to kill him. Oh, no. He just wants some hair and his shirt. Well, he he's going like, to kill him after that. I'm going to need your... You're I'm supposed <laughs> to kill you. Have my opportunity too. But you got some I don't want to kill you. I respect you. And you got this baby. Just give me some hair and a shirt. I'll go no, back to the island. Goldsm- cool. Goldsmith was going to kill him, but he needed yeah. his hair and his shirt to prove that he killed him. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was still going to kill him. Didn't matter to him. So he was going to kill him. Oh, I thought he was him. letting him go. No, he wasn't going to let him go. Because he was just going to let him go. He would have gave him his hair and his shirt and drove away. But he was going to kill him, and that's why Dennis Rodman had his, used his lucky coin. He says, smoke bombs. Yep, he says, maybe my coin be lucky for you, too. Pop, smoke. So then he drops his shirt, gets in the car, and leaves. He was going to kill him. Otherwise, there was no point to flip the coin. I don't know. I thought he was going to let him go. No. I thought he was, too. <laughs> so what was the deal with the coin? So he could just disappear, and Goldsmith wouldn't know what direction I don't know. Does I it mean, matter? Dennis Rodman just wanted to play with his toys. <laughs> And he knows which direction he went because after the smoke, he sees the car go that way. Yeah. Anyways, else? movie's yeah. over. He gets well, to go be with his wife and his kid, but they cannot go home. The movie's, that house does not exist. The and movie's not over. You forgot anyway. a great line where he looks at the Coliseum and goes, I know they're going to blame me for this one. I wonder what the fine will be. Because if it was just some regular amphitheater, he'd probably get in trouble. Not as much as the goddamn Coliseum. <laughs> and he did get a lot of fines. Yeah. In the 90s, he was getting fined a lot. I don't know if you, if you oh. remember that. Like, no, there was, I don't. he was a basketball player. Like, he kicked, a, he kicked a referee or kicked another guy, and he would not go to. In the scene where he was throwing the skulls, and it was and he missed the first time, and he, and he says, Oh, you should go to practice. He kept getting fined because he wasn't going to practice. Oh, uh, but he did say, right. I never missed twice. Yeah. He but he was also a really good shot. But, anywho. <laughs> so, that's the end of this movie. <laughs> 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 Just keep talking. Uh, what you think? <laughs> so yeah, why don't you go? All first right. Up? So my favorite character is is Yaz, mm-hmm. um, but only because he's a tertiary character. Like I've seen him, that same character in another movie, and it's terrible. But uh, I like him in this. My least favorite character is I have a heart. I, I want to say Stavros, but he was fucking awesome in this. He was awesome. Yeah. So I'm gonna say the tiger. Aww. <laughs> why are you so cute? I'm just going to say the tiger because I can't mm-hmm. think of anybody else. No, I got, Stall. sorry, Stall. Yeah. My least favorite character, Stall. Mm. But he has a reason to be mad at Jack. I mean, he does. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to the tiger. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sticking with my original point. Okay. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the Omega smartwatch. Okay. Yep. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene. Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the Van Damme training montage where he's because ah, ah, it's just ridiculous. Or he's and he humps the tub. Yeah, he's the tub. <laughs> Either that or the I was gonna now nah, go with my original the circus scene. 
Where the mm-hmm. where the, at the amusement park. Yeah, the amusement park. I'll Murder at the amusement park. Murder at the amusement park. <laughs> um, what do I? What is it, my favorite line? All the stuff between Dennis Rodman and, and Van Dam. Like when they have their back and forths. Like you look like a carrot with earrings. You should have stole something bigger. Who does your hair? Siegfried or Roy? He goes, you so want, you just and, like it when Van Dam makes fun of Dennis Rodman. And, no, and then he grabs his hand. And he's like, last time I made fun of my hair, I was still his head out of his ass. And he grabs his hand. If you want to dance, ask me nicely. And he puts his hand down. He's like, just want to make sure you were. Their, report, their back and forth, every single time, that's my favorite line. Okay. <laughs> and I will yay this movie. Uh, I know that it is absurd and ridiculous. <laughs> like, none of this makes sense. It's like, the, the, the city is flying. I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. It's that kind of ridiculous, okay? It's just fun. Okay. Oh, Carly. All right. My favorite character was Gold Smythe. And I still think he was going to let him go. That was. <laughs> no, 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 no. My least favorite character was Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and I wrote, I think I would have really liked the character with a different actor. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. My favorite scene was the final fight, Savros versus Van Damme, when they actually fight and Robin moves the crosses. My favorite line was, why didn't you steal something bigger? I thought you'd want to blend in. Does that explain your clothes? That's what he says. You, you look, look like a like character with earrings. earrings. My favorite tertiary object was the amazing indestructible Coke machine that saved all of their lives. <laughs> Coke is it. <laughs> and this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> and I had never seen it before. And I was like, what in the world did she just make me watch? <laughs> yeah, we watch. I was like, Carly's not going to like Oh, me. man. But I'll maybe. Really? That's yeah. better than I thought. I thought for sure you were going to give it like a hard yet, uh, hard <sighs> nay. Nah, it's too funny. I didn't hate it. It's just ridiculous. It's just You're so like, ridiculous. <laughs> you spend the whole time going, what? <laughs> Tony? All right. Favorite character is Van Damme. Least favorite character is Rodman. He's terrible. <laughs> favorite line is, who does your hair? Secret Roy. Uh, my favorite scene is the summoning of the Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite tertiary object is Robin's hair. Which time? I liked oh, the gray man. with the weird symbols in it. Mm. I don't know if it was supposed to be like Kanje or if it's just what. At some point he rewound so we could see how many different hairs. Yeah, it's like every time. Every scene. I will maybe hate this movie. It's... It's you. It's it's a bit of a train wreck. You you kind of have to see it to believe it. <laughs> and Tony went and seen it in the theater. So maybe yeah. you should see it. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's funny. It's just it's just, it's just uh, ridiculous. Yeah. All right. My favorite character is Yaz. There you go. Because I actually think Dennis Rodman is fairly competently acting in this movie, <laughs> and is a character all on his own. He's got a lot of charisma. He's just being so, Dennis Rodman. Um, yeah. It wasn't a stretch for him. Yeah. He's got quite a bit of charisma, so I enjoyed it quite a bit. So the, the director's notes, so how do you want to act this? Just be you. <laughs> um, just be my, you say this. <laughs> my least favorite character is actually um, Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. I just feel wow. like he did not do enough and his character was too ambiguous he seemed like he was important but they never really tell you why like <laughs> i would have liked to know who he is he didn't maybe. Really bring anything to the character no he didn't he, so it was I'm just cool it's belloc but he doesn't do anything or say anything that you're like ah, well my favorite line is 
when the CIA stooge comes to his house in the beginning. I thought that was going to be Jones. And he says, character. you're a hunter, Jack. Admit it, you missed the game. And Jack says, for me, it's personal. For you, it's politics. And then the guy comes back with, politics makes money. Which I just thought was a great way to sum up any kind of CIA spy movie ever. <laughs> And while this, and my uh, my favorite scene is the final fight between <coughs> Van Dam, the Tiger, and Stavros. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is Stavros's mom jeans that he wears <laughs> during the amusement park fight uh, with his high top sneakers that aren't laced. Oh all my way. god, those pants are. Oh look, mom jeans. <laughs> they are. Uh, no, they are. I remember exactly what you're talking skin about. Black t-shirt with some mom jeans and some white oh, high tops. That was a look, they man. Was, that was cool. He's got some was, Jordash on, man. Yeah, was, and they're like an acid wash. <laughs> it was the '90s. It was a look and He's a got half. Some guests. It was really good. Um, I'm gonna get this movie, and while I agree I with John, we were talking about this the other day that there's a really good spy movie in here that they did not make. That's yeah. true. Like, there's something there. Like, if James Bond was the main character and he was, oh, okay, you captured and you got sent to the island and it came, there's something there. They could do something with it. It yeah. should have been more about the island. Yeah. Whatever the, the that... The whole or, front of it should have been cut. That original script was probably really good. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a good spy but, movie and I'm like, God, and, and I even and have, there a, is. I have a lead for the movie, Ben Affleck. Because hmm. he can do his own Bourne movie. Are we doing Rodman again? No. no. Okay. No, there we're going to cut no the Rodman, Rodman character out. Oh, I think we, don't, all we totally. don't need a Rodman. Okay. I think they wrote... I think, then it's not... I think they wrote team. Rodman It wouldn't be called Double it. Team then. It'd be called The Colony. And not that movie with uh, <laughs> Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Definitely not. Or The Island or something it's like that. Single but, team. But it, we, don't need, we don't need a team. If there's, but there is a better movie in here yeah, that they should make at some point. Somebody needs to take a look at that original script and do something with it. But it I script, like... So that's not a complete story. The yeah. things I like about Jean-Claude Van Damme, the fun fight scenes, are in here. Yeah. I think Rodman is charming. And I it's like my action movies, as previously discussed in our last episode, I like my action movies a little silly. And this is silly. Yes, it is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's why is this happening. It's everything I want. It's fun. <laughs> this movie will so, always go down in history when... Because everybody's like... Okay, the one that just killed Mayhem's career? Well, no, it's just... You know, the movie's like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then at the end, is the Coliseum with the tiger and the mines and all. You're like, what? wait, what's going and on? And it actually... Like, the jokes pretty much still... Most of them hold up. A lot of the jokes were in-jokes for the time period. But they still are funny. They like, are funny. I if don't you think, get them, they're still funny. I don't think Cross <laughs> would think this was as funny... If he watched it... Like, I knew Carly wasn't going to get all the references, because I, I was pretty sure you weren't a basketball but fan. But you don't need to get most I've of the references, the individual yeah. references. Yeah, I knew you were going to miss a bunch of little jokes it. that are only funny if you were paying if you were in paying attention to that time at that place with this person. But, but you don't need it to enjoy the movie. It would just would have added a layer. You would have enjoyed it. That maybe would have been a yay. <laughs> but I'll take two yays and two maybes. There was no nays. So, next time... Carly... Oh, hey. <laughs> you confused me there. Look, because Elaine forgot a spot. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at Podcast Dogs on Twitter at Podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to hear from you. So uh, if you have a say, things to say about Double Team, let us know. Tell <laughs> about how awesome it is. <laughs> and next week on the podcast is John's pick for my birthday. Ooh. And 
real quick, are you playing the song at the end of the movie? Because this yes. is a really vulgar song. Is this uh, Rodman's rap yeah. song? Yes. Oh, you can bet your ass they'll blame me for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I referenced this. I, there was a big debate about what I picked for my birthday movie. And it's always so hard for me to pick. And I had it down to two movies. One of them was Skyfall, which is like one of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was going to pick that. But, it checks out. But I decided not to go with that. I went with my original pick. It's a movie I talk about almost every podcast. And now I can finally watch it. But we we've talk already about saw it. Harley Davidson in the Marlboro Man. My second favorite movie of all time. It's I reference it. No, all right, my third favorite movie. I talk about it all the time Die on the hard. podcast. Shit. I thought the Godfather is three hours long. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do Thor Ragnarok. Thank nice. <laughs> finally We're finally gonna talk about has it. Come back <laughs> to the podcast. So, Although I thought Ocean's Eleven was a great thing. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was. Um, but I, I hadn't seen it in so long. That now, I'm going to have to ask you guys when we're doing this movie. I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to have to leave some stuff out. So don't jump on my shit and be like, because this movie is like two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to plow through some shit, okay? Mm-hmm. 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 We can do it right now. I don't know. <laughs> I also don't need to watch, watch it again. I watched this movie the last week, I bet. <laughs> All right, so let's pause this, have a bathroom break, and we can probably get through it right now. <laughs> Alrighty then.